three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to Tangent Never After, the podcast about storytelling. My name, my name is Lucas, y para español, presione dos. <laughs> my name is Arturo. I'm the Mexican trainer. I train Mexicans and Latinos. I brownwash you and get you really engulfed and, and teach you more about the history that's not well known, like Aztecas, while getting fit at the same time. Yes, it is awesome. Um, for those of you wondering, we're doing the. Let me get the accurate name because I want to say Mexican American Heritage Month, but I know that's not the exact name anymore. In the the, the actual name uh, is Hispanic Heritage. National Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, even even that's not a good name. It's a very because <laughs> like for those that don't know, Hispanic implies they have Spanish origin, which is uh that's a like not not all Latinos are Hispanic because there's the you know some actually speak Portuguese and those speak Spanish. Some don't speak either, and they still speak their native languages. I know, and then like um. When it's Latino, like, yes, it covers all of us, but then it's like, does it include or disexclude the Hispanic percentage? It's like, great. No one is pleased and everyone's upset. Right. Well, it's, exactly. That's 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 the only way that I think if we're using, like, these European-centered uh, names, I think that's the only outcome we're going to get. <laughs> exactly. Uh, wow. One thing, though, like, in Mexico, they are changing the history curriculum for how they're teaching uh, history is it's not going to be so much like Spanish focused, but it's going to have a lot of Azteca uh, stuff thrown in as well. A lot of, and not just Azteca, just a lot of indigenous native American um, and how were, they were actually very, very influential in the uh, cultivating and creation of, you know the history and all those things that happened, even when the Spanish arrived and a- and after that, and how much influence a lot of that actually has. That is awesome to hear. Um, I wish that that curriculum could come to the United States because, in seventh grade and for the longest time, I was under the uh, propaganda that Texas was purchased by saying please and thank you by Stephen F. Austin those greedy people across the border tried to swindle him blah 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 and now it's just like oh yeah we know the other side of the story um Stephen F. Austin is a persistent jerk yeah and it's a very I didn't have that exact story but the I had I had the very generic version in the United States as well where the the Mexican-American war was fought over land rights and you know they the united states could have took war but they didn't want to and it was just very it's like very very obvious version of the winners quote unquote are the ones that write history and then it's like when you go across the border you hear the other side of the story it's like okay yeah right winners wrote this yeah, it's it's well, the, you know, um, since we're supposed to be talking about these stories, the the you know, after I grew up and I got out of like the American uh, public education propaganda system, uh, you know, you used to hear things that like and they show evidence for like here's you know when you go on YouTube, if they're a good YouTuber, they'll cite their sources. Um, 
but it was it was technically fought over land rights but as far as who instigated it it was was not mexico (laughs) it was yeah and because in mexico slavery was already written to be illegal in the constitution so slaves would escape to mexico and that's basically how the war started because the united states citizens wanted the slaves back so they'd go over there kind of set up some stuff and then you know it was just there's a lot of contention just because of that and that was yeah that that's how that started which is great because nobody won nobody won um except for maybe the writers of avatar the last airbender because i don't know if you knew this but a few years ago they confirmed that the fire nation is based off the united states and i was like oh oh dang wow unfortunate i used to have a i used to have a great country until the united states attacked it and bombed it for the next 20 years like when you watch that episode or like they show the perspective like fire nation kids it's like oh yeah that's that sounds about right 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 that's i haven't watched avatar actually i've, I've seen some clips here and there and i obviously know about it because other people talk about it but i've never watched it myself uh, it's pretty cool i like it I was already out working um, by the time I was an adult when that show came out. Oh, no, it came out when I was in high school, so you weren't an adult just yet. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, let's see. Okay, so my intro to Mexican Hair the month. I'm just going to call it the month of representation for us. Um, was in high school. No, wait, eighth grade when they told us about it. I was like, huh? We have a week? It used to be a week, not a month, just a week. And I was wow. just like, why would anyone care about us? Um, all we have are stories of struggle. And I'm just like, oh, people are interested about hearing our stories of struggle. Wow. That's... it's and So, I know you mentioned this earlier before we started recording, but you said that it was... It, like, is, is it just only the stories of struggle that people want to hear? That was... Um, based off experiences that I had in middle school, high school, and early years of college, that seemed like those were the only stories people were interested in hearing about was um, the story of struggle. Like, you're in a whole new country, which is true. Um, you are obviously going to deal with discrimination. You are lower income than everyone else. You may or may not be here legally. Um, a story that sticks that sticks out of my mind off the top of my head is Lupita Manana, where the girl crosses the border illegally, and um, she has to send money home to her family because they're struggling and she's working in the fields. Right. They they need you. They need you. They need us to be the underdog, apparently, and for it to be of any concern to them. If if once it you know once we become like an equal or greater. Then they start resenting us. From my personal experience, that's tend to be what happens. Um, so both of us grew up totally differently. I grew up in a very strong Latino American. By the way, saying Latino, we're not going to pop for that Latin X nonsense unless we're getting an X Men comic. Then we'll get back to it. <laughs> the Latin X Men. That's what we. That's yes. what we need. Well, they had to change that. Maybe play with a guitar or something. Um, they're gonna, uh, acoustic guitar, because I think that's known as yeah. electric guitar. Was that, was that the X... So the X-Men was... The theme song was done with the electric guitar? I believe so. That's what it sounds like. Um, I thought it was a keyboard. 
Uh, I thought it was an electric keyboard. <laughs> I believe it's um, electric guitar and synthesizer. That's what it sounds like to me. I'll have to check one day. Uh, okay. Yeah, it would, it could, it, but get the acoustic guitar. Get a very like strong has a Latino feel, you know? Uh, of course. Uh, but Latinos also like metal. I love and live for heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, because I was talking to uh, Refugio, and he said, like, like the area in Mexico where a lot of Rancheros are, you know, usually from, that area is actually very heavy into, like, there, there's, a like, a big punk rock scene there now, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, even when I was, like, close to 20 years ago when I was in high school, it's just, like, I discovered Nightwish through Mexico. Um, right. Like Nightwish, I love Nightwish. Like, Nightwish within Temptation. And then, like, when I was a senior, um... Taria Turunen was uh, doing a concert close to my area, but it was like, oh, that place is not so friendly right now to go to. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny because like, I can, like, you know, obviously I can see both sides because I can see, like, how that crosses over because, you know, they have there's guitars and, you know, both uh, Ranchero and the, you know, the metal music and rock in general. There's always a guitar and every, ever since... As far back as we can remember, since rock and roll started, there's always been uh, some sort of guitar in it, right. and you know, so I can see like it's very ins- you know easily a shared instrument, um, and then for Mexicans, the culture can cross over very easily. Once you get to the United States, they're like they're like two separate types of people; <laughs> they just split in half. Oh my god! So, um, so my issue with the story of struggle. Um... So when I started college, I was an English major. I was very interested in writing groups and writing for, like, trying to get my stuff out there. And then I was interested, what I was interested in writing in and what they were interested in reading were two different things. Like, um, I was doing, uh, how do I put it, magical destiny type stuff, which I'm just, like, kind of ashamed now because they hate those kind of stories now. And they wanted... <laughs> the previously mentioned story of struggle which um i technically did have one but the time i thought they were not interested in hearing that story and uh a year later those were the stories coming out i was like gosh darn it (laughs) right when i played life is strange too those were focused on two brothers that exactly as you say they had the from beginning of the story to the very end it was all like this story of struggle and i got tired of it because I didn't, I didn't care, like, you know, obviously every character in every story has some sort of struggle, but I didn't care the way they portrayed it, um, because their, their father who died, like, the very beginning was like, oh yeah, he really didn't do anything, like, the cop was just being aggressive, and he got shot for something and killed, and I'm just like, this is, I didn't want to watch this just to have, like, just to be a brown version of a black story. Because <laughs> that's how a lot of, you know, that's how a lot of, you know, African stories are portrayed as well as, like, their interactions with the police end up deadly, especially these days. That's a lot of the stories. And I'm just like, this is, that's, they just took the exact same story and put a brown faces on it. Right, and my thing is that um, we have stories. Um, I realized that as an adult, um, a lot of the stories that I just previously mentioned do need to be told considering the current stuff that um current political situation and social something or other i'm sorry i'm not it's not my field to study kids and adults we're not political scientists we're not social scientists we're just two people on the internet talking yes 
Uh, but I do feel that now these stories are very important to come out. Um, at, but I do appreciate, and I would like to see different stories too, like um, stories of just existing and just like, I don't have a struggle, but here I am being a happy Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Mexicano just sitting in, sitting in place, sheltering in place, whatever, whatever it is. He's wanna, here. I just want to enjoy my taco. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> give, give this man his, his attention that he craves. He needs it or he will disappear into a black hole inside himself. Oh my god! Oh gosh! I just watched um everything everywhere all at once the other night, and it's like all of the feelings at once. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've I haven't watched that. I I know that came came out a while ago, and I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. I don't know what anything is about. Um, so if it's a dark story, I'm really not interested in it because uh you know mental health problems and stuff like that. Um, but. You know, some stories that I know of, specifically Azteca stories, are very interesting to me um, because this is stuff that they will never teach in the U.S. public education unless it becomes predominantly Latinos. Right, and... um... Like, super majority of Latinos would probably be the only way, but... um, Do you mind if I I say, if I tell this real quick? Okay, okay. All right, so Tenochtitlan, you know, Mexico City, the Azt- where the Aztec capital is. Mm-hmm. Before the Spanish came, it was like, it was kind of like a an island in the middle of a lake, and that's where they had the city. And, you know, if people who are familiar with that story already know this, but, you know, those who don't, that's why I'm telling this story, because it's so interesting. Because so much of the mythos and lore and all the like the stories of azteca and the gods and stuff like that was so connected to the area in which they lived and even like their mindset because they lived on this island in the middle of a lake it was very slippery all the time you know there were a lot of floods so there you know the, there was a lot of the mindset was just trying to figure out how to literally just stay balanced with all this slipperiness underneath them and that's what gave influence to how they made their buildings how they lived their lives and it was just amazing to me because when they made like the the farms the um i forget the names but like they floated on top of the water so whenever there was a flood it was still farming they never they never lost their crops and it's just so cool they had an idea there was four sons before there were four sections of the city. It was, it's just so cool to me that this was, you know, this is part of our history and culture. And I didn't know about this until I had to go and look it up myself. And it's just amazing to me. And, um, another thing about that, like it's, it's really hard to read through things. Um, cause I've, I went to Barnes and Noble looking for historical. That's the wrong place. <laughs> That's the wrong place. It is. Um, I I usually buy other fiction there. I'm just like, oh. And, like, they will have Latino writers. Um, There's that, too. So I'm just like, yay, we get some representation. Hopefully one day I'll be on that bestseller list. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do, too, man. I want to see you succeed. Thank you. Uh, success is through book talk. Just kidding. I don't think it is. Well, maybe. <laughs> it can be, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
where was I going to go with this? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> my mind's a little gone right now because I'm just... I'm ending my battle with the flu, hopefully, today. <laughs> uh, I got prescribed Tamiflu. Uh, wow. Yeah. I thought you would have been done with the flu. I mean, I know you're pretty much on the butt end of it, but I thought it was like, okay, since we didn't... Uh, since we are recording today. Yeah, right, um, well, I just... It's a few things. Uh, okay, so... Uh, I don't know, I just feel like... Um, I appreciate the month now. Um, and that's why we're recording this. So on to the next topic. Um, representation. I love being represented. <laughs> I don't like being represented. I like to be my own representation. Touche, <laughs> touche. Uh, yeah. Um, that way I can avoid like the whole stereotype debacle. And even though I, you know, my name is the Mexican trainer, it's as much of a representation of myself as it is to attract my uh, target clientele because I want to work with Latinos. I want to learn with Mexicanos because um, Mexico is considered the heaviest uh, country in the world. And a lot of it has to do with like the U.S. influence of fast food and stuff. That's and this kind is of heavy. I was like, what do you mean by heavy? Oh, yeah. Houston heavy. Yeah, that. <laughs> you know you know what I mean. Um, too many, too much, too many calories in a day. Type type heavy. Uh, so I wanted to be able to target this because um, I can I I can help in that area of the market, and as well, you know, I can kind of it's it's a develop it's a thing with developing countries all over the world. It's not just centered on like the United States and who you know whoever. It's just because there's so much more easier access to food that people didn't have before that they don't know how to handle it. And right. so that's what that's what causes the obesity. Right, and like my parents, um, like my mom is still in the habit of buying more than what we need. Um, part of it is because it used to be a huge people living in the household. Now it's just two. Um, like a good Mexican son, I stay with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Taking um, care, taking care of her until she passes. Uh, inheriting that house. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. A little dark there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I think my brother's inheriting it actually. Um, he'll still be living there once he goes. Though. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's, where, where, are you, where are you gonna go, Like, Brother, please. I can, please. I can't have anywhere to go. Please. No. <laughs> <Dios> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it becomes a telenovela, <laughs> and he's like the rich smug older brother. He's like, no, he's he kicks you stash. out. <laughs> he's petting a yeah. cat. He <laughs> <laughs> becomes a James Bond villain for the telenovela. <laughs> there's always cats in them too, and there's okay. There's um, oh gosh, telenovelas. I have a love hate relationship with them. Uh, I think the only one that I watched from beginning to end was. La Fea Mas Bella, because around that time, um, Angelica Valle, I believe that's her name, was a guest starring on Ugly Betty. So, like, ooh, I'm going to watch her show now. Right. Okay. Well, I didn't know she did that, too. Um, uh, well, they said uh, she was going to guest star, but she, like, had, did a cameo in one episode. I was like, really? 
that's it right that's that's what well if they say cameo you know versus guest star you're gonna get guest star that's that's that sounds way better than cameo even it doesn't matter if it's overselling and under under providing oh it's a con it was just like um amongst the latino community and all these people that i was following back in 2007 i think it was 2007 and they were mm-hmm. hyping it up it's like she's gonna be guest starring blah 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 they didn't even mention it on abc it's just like this week on ugly betty this stuff happens and like she briefly appeared while she's at the dentist, say cheering out Christian Chenoweth. <laughs> right, right. Well, th- this is the thing too with um, going back to the representation thing is like. Well, let me, let me make sure I got this right. So the so the girl from Ugly Betty went to the show, or the other show girl went to Ugly Betty. Um, the actress from La Fea Mas Bella popped up in Ugly Betty. Okay. So I thought it was the other way around at first. Okay, so no, Michael yeah. is too expensive for telenovelas. Yeah, so the, this is the thing that it comes down to this whole representation thing, and this is the thing that Hollywood always tells Latinos. And I've seen this happen more than once, and I've heard them talk about this on Twitter. The Latino creators who work in Hollywood were frustrated with the system and the way it's set up, but it, it's the fact that she got a cameo says a lot. Um, about her and her ability to network, but they might even just let her in begrudgingly because they will tell people, Latinos, that Latin culture does not sell in that it's in the United States. And that might have been why she only had the cameo versus like the guest star, which I think she should have been like a guest star because I think even Ugly Betty is played by a Latina, correct? Yes, um, America Ferreira. Uh, like it was a. I believe um, the series was, had a producer named Silvio Orta, uh, and um, I believe it was probably connections through him because it was kind of like a half and half. Like there was her home life, which is primarily Latino focused, and then there was a life at the big fancy magazine. Right. Okay. So there. Yeah. That's. Which is there. Um, we go. That's that's probably that was her. That was her foot in the door, um, but like. Christella, you remember that TV show? It had like one she or got two seasons. Canceled after one season, I was really pissed about. Yeah, it. and it was doing well according to her. And they said, like she said, they made they were making more than what they needed on on it. But the producers were told her like it just wouldn't sell, and so she was very mad about that. And like they didn't want to give her her copyrights or something like that. There was a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I know she was upset about. Now I don't know my my tia liked it because she she asked me if I watched it and I didn't even hear about it until she told me and she said she liked it and um, now she has a Netflix special. Oh, it's a freaking uh, hilarious Netflix special. Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Um, one of my other clients had told me about it, so I told my aunt, and apparently it's hilarious. It is. Uh, they actually touch on working out. I was like, damn it. That's how I was. <laughs> That's how I was when I started. It's like, okay, we're going to start on Monday because I already start stuff on Mondays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for some reason, people like to stick to that schedule. Uh, I don't know why. Because <laughs> nobody wants to start something on a Wednesday or a Thursday. <laughs> I do. I, I, I go every other day. I don't care what. I don't care if it's Monday or Tuesday. I just keep going. I think it's a mentality that's built from school. It's just like you start something on Monday, which is funny because the school year starts on a Wednesday here sometimes. Yeah, because of the um, the holiday. 
maybe. Um, like the school year already started, but for whatever reason, it'll start on a Wednesday. Oh, you guys don't wait till Labor Day? No. They wait till Labor Day here. Like they wait till Labor Day is over to start it because they're like, well, you know. And then they just make you. They just push the rest of the year and further into the summer no, at I the end. Just, like freaking out. I was like, why are we? Why do other people start school in September? We start like mid August. Yeah, yeah. It's. I guess that's not. So I don't know if that's like the federal thing to do, but I don't think so. I think it's just something that they just adopted because they're like, we, you know, why, why, you know, get another day off when you could just start it later i guess i think it's probably a federal thing um what was i gonna say what was i going with this but yeah um to me uh even though it's been off the air for a while i thought that ugly betty was like close to my ideal representation where she yes she had her latino home life but um she did other things and like yes her family faced like typical problems like the struggle for her father the first season was that he was there illegally and then his heart problems and his diabetes i don't know if he had diabetes but most families do. <laughs> right. And um, there probably could have been other, um, other, what's that word again? Other influences on that cameo. Um, maybe she didn't have enough time to record. Because uh, the season they're recording in California, which is where close to where a lot of telenovelas are filmed. So it's like maybe they didn't have her for that many days. Maybe they didn't want to pay her as much money, this and that, blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah, there's always a lot of things that we have behind the scenes too that we don't see. Um, Again, <laughs> uh, this, is, this is very involved uh, podcast this t- this time around. Jesus, um, yeah. better. Yeah, I hope you people are paying attention when you're listening because if you're not, you're not gonna understand anything we're talking about. I know. Um, and I'm back to Mexico being the heaviest uh, country, a uh, heavy country. Gosh, um, there's a Mexico City joke about sinking that I don't want to go into, but it's there somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, uh, can, because they filled it. This is here. It here it comes. <laughs> because they filled it in, and they didn't do a good job of it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> so back to that. Like, um, my parents uh, would tell me, "You eat what's there," because when we were growing up, um, we had to eat whatever was there. Um, no questions asked. Uh, I know they were mostly yeah. predominant in this mindset when I was a vegetarian. Um, and I was kind of doing it the smart way and like researching what our ancestors ate in the Aztec thing. And then I saw how expensive it Last was. Last tamales and corn. And I was just like, you know what? This is too expensive. I'm just going to eat the cow. Right. Well, it's it, like I said, because it's from the mindset of scarcity that kind of provides like you, like you got to eat what you have because you don't know the next time you're going to get it. Right, um, and now there's overabundance that you can like in my t- part of town specifically, I see like 70 different fast food restaurants and three grocery stores. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, like it's not just a Latino issue, it's a... a global thing. I'd say it's a North America thing because... Um... Oh, they got this problem in Europe too. Well, probably Europe. Well... I but Europe is the European cities are built different, where you can actually walk more. Same with Japan; there's a lot of walking. I think that's what separates it from like, um, Western. I, I use Japan as a prime example, where um, their large is our medium, and they don't get free repos. It's like no, you pay, right? And the portion sizes well, are actual healthy portions. I'm just like, oh gosh. 
I, I wonder if, because you know how, like, for some reason, being a waiter or a waitress is a tipped wage and you get paid, like, two, do- two bucks an hour um, and you have to get the rest of your money from tips. I wonder if you paid for the free refills instead of them being free, you paid for the refills at, at sit-down restaurants. Right. And they gave you smaller portions. That money that they saved from that, would that be able to give these people higher wages so you can actually pay them at least minimum wage instead of undercutting them and breaking the law because there's an exception for being a waitress for some reason. Uh, speaking of that, there's actually a lot of exploitation with um, individuals not here. I would say the proper way because I don't like saying illegal. Um, it's a very touchy subject for me. Uh, and if you hear a sound right now, that's my beautiful dog snoring right now. <laughs> so, listeners, cameo from my dog. <laughs> Um, what's it called? Uh, where was it going before my dog kicked in? <laughs> You're talking about, we were talking about the wages. Wages. Um, I, I'm not a muddy person, but I'm thinking maybe you're right. Maybe that is, that would resolve that problem of being able to properly pay waiters and staff. Yeah. Well, like McDonald's and all these multi-million, billion, trillion, whatever, how much they're worth these days. Um, Fast food restaurants raised their wages as soon as the pandemic was over <laughs> because the, nobody wanted, nobody was working there anymore. I actually found something out about McDonald's recently too. Um, you know, like there's a meme and joke that the ice cream machine is always broken. Yeah. Apparently, there's some sort of contractual obligation between McDonald's and the company that makes the ice cream machine. Yeah, I heard about that, and they it said has to that be they specifically were specifically that company to fix it. Right, I and I heard that they were, they were having it not be fixed on purpose or something like that. So they're getting there's like a there's now a lawsuit between the two. Right, and it's like um, like I forgot the exact details, but I was just like, thank goodness I buy my ice cream at Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I'd be I'll be honest, I didn't even know McDonald's had ice cream until there was a meme about it the ice cream machine being broken all the time and i was like there's there's no way this is real i thought it was just something that someone made up i'm like this is yeah it's it's a fake and then it's kept going and the people were like people were saying that it actually happened i'm like oh this is this there's no this is actually real and because uh, i've never seen anybody go to mcdonald's and buy like ice cream i know the mcflurry but i don't think i think that is like is that really ice cream i thought it was like a milkshake so did i i was just like because once again, um, I don't know if Dairy Queen is in other states, but uh, they have a blizzard. That stuff is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah, I love I love Dairy Queen. To be honest, <laughs> um, it's like the fact that the, you don't have to go inside; like you sit outside. Like that's an experience, right? It is. But that's it is. that's what separates it from everybody else. Uh, my thing is that I live in a very hot location, so I'm just like I'm gonna enjoy that air condition. Thank you very much. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, what they do have shade, well, sometimes shade's not the best. It doesn't always help as much as you want it to. Um, but it's that's it's uh, open. It's, well, it's probably open all year round for where you're at. But here, like, because we have winter, they close, like, during the fall and open back up in the spring. Huh, crazy. Well, I guess because um, it, when it's freezing cold, the last thing you want is ice cream. It's just funny because during the Texas freeze, it's like, damn, I want some ice cream. 
Right, right. Well, yeah, that's how I know that people will, they actually love the heat more than they love the cold. <laughs> because ice cream sales go down during the winter. The Dairy Queen closes down. All these other ice cream shops close down during the winter. They open back up in the spring. But you can go buy a hot hot dog or hamburger or whatever all year round, no matter wh- wh- where you live. Hmm. Remember that controversy? Hot coffee. Year? Like, um, I don't know if it was a controversy or a study that allegedly if you eat a hot dog, you lose 30 minutes of your life. And I was like, huh, going to go eat a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) Those studies are always crazy because, like, it's different for everybody. So whatever they're talking about is probably just made up just to get people to click on it. Um, I was just like, um, because around that time, Betty White passed away, too. I was just like. Allegedly, she really liked Hot Dog Street one a day, so I'm just like, how long was she supposed to live then? <laughs> she, she cut the last hundred years off her life because she had, like, too many hot dogs. Oh, oh my gosh, she died too <laughs> young. She was beautiful. <laughs> a national treasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hot, this is the, all the hot dogs doing. This is silent killer. Mm. Forget about the food, um, it's about the hot dog. <laughs> right, right, right. Anyway, um... Back to Latino things. Um, so, yeah, like, the representation thing, I know you didn't want to watch the upcoming movie, but the Black Panther movie um, is supposed to have Namor, and he's going to be an Aztec, right? He's going to be Aztec I in the movie. Too. Yeah, um, that's, why, that's why I asked you before if you ever seen the first one, so you know what's going on. Um, when it comes down to it, that's, I'll see it, but that'll probably be the last Marvel movie I see for a while because I'm burnt out on that stuff. Well, um, um, I think was uh, I didn't watch the first Black Panther because um, I was going through uh, some family issues at the time, and so I'm at a mentality where Black Panther and Infinity War are not happy spots for me, <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'm laughing as I say that. Um, so I'm just like. I debate on seeing part two, but with the representation, I'll probably see it. And um, I'm with Arturo where I'm just very burnt out from MCU. And yet somehow they keep producing content I want to see. Like um, <laughs> with Shang-Chi, I wanted to see it because I'm a huge fan of Kim's convenience. I was like, oh, yay. <laughs> He's gonna Kim's be a- conven- Kim- is, what is he like a walking convenience store? Um, it's a TV show about a... Uh, Korean Canadian convenience store. I've never. I know it. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. It's it's very wholesome. I'll say that. So like um, I enjoyed watching it. Cool. Um, (laughs) back to the Latino thing. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the the um, the storyline I heard for the Black Panther, uh is going to be like a war between Wakanda and the Aztecs. I, I don't know. They're no more in the comics is actually Atlantean from Atlantis. So they're blending Aztec stuff with Atlantis. So I don't know how far that's going to go. So the representation is not that strong anyway. And I don't, and it's Hollywood. So I don't expect to be that strong to begin with. Um, reminded me of uh, my one thing. I would go about, I would go into it in a little bit when we start about, start talking about other things, but I'm just like, um, yeah, I'm curious to see it, even though I haven't seen part one. 
Right. I, I, I think what they're going to do, they're going to rely heavily on the visuals rather than like the storytelling part of it. Right. Um, but there's going to be that, there's going to be like this war between the two, the Aztecs and Wakanda. And uh, who was it? It wasn't Javier. It was a guy on TikTok. I made another TikTok responding to him. And then he had another video um, that was saying that like the fans on the Latino side, some are mad saying like, why can't we just have our own superhero film? without it being attached to the black panther and the you know the black you know and the the african black people who are fans of uh black panther have or like on the other side of like you know why do we have to have them attached to us why are we all like in this group together and apparently that's what that whole war between the two is also supposed to symbolize which it feels very generated if that's what they were going for because the controversy didn't happen until they announced the movie like that. Right. So um, <laughs> it feels like it's manufactured outrage just to tell the story about the outrage they manufactured. So two things. Um, I was debating to bring this topic in, but side note, um, for those who have played the video game Sonic Adventure and saw the recent Sonic movie, guess yeah. to which country they went to to get inspiration for chaos. Peru. <laughs> Wait, was it Peru? Yeah, yeah. It was they went to yeah they went to the the Mayan like uh, temples not temples the Mayan uh, structures that's where a lot of that stuff came from even when they were like at the hotel the f- that's the first level you play in Sonic Adventure exactly. that's, that's the exact same hotel that they based it off of that they stayed at when they went to go research right um, oh it's is... it's very close to me when it comes to th- those games. And like um, I just remember I was talking to a friend about it when I was just like doing little nitpicky stuff on Sonic Two. It's just like I love how there's a South American temple off the coast of Hawaii. Right, <laughs> it's so far removed from South America. It went all the way to Polynesia. <laughs> I was just like, I love how that's there. All right, um, it's just like you're too smart for movies. Sometimes it's like, yes, I know. <laughs> Right, but the the thing about it too, and that's what also I wish I remembered his name. I was so bad with names. I even forgot it while I was making the response to him in this TikTok. But he what he was saying was um, how like this representation, even if it's bad, it still gets it in the it still gets the idea of it being out there to other people. It's still less even if it's really bad at telling the stories. It just tells people that we're here, um, and I think we can raise the bar. It's been too. It's been way too long. Like they they know they they know we're here. Like we don't we don't we need a little bit more than that. But you know it it gets people talking about it. You know, and I get to talk about it with more people because they start wondering about it, and I get to tell them, you know, what I've learned from all this research that they don't tell you in United States public schools because they don't want to tell you that, and they tell you you know this false information or one side or whatever have you. You know, so I tell them like, well, this is the academic research that I found from people who have been studying this their whole lives and people who were actually from the tribes and what I hear from them. And, you know, I, I've, you know, so I've, I'm very involved with it, even if it doesn't look like it on the surface to on Twitter, cause I'm just promoting my fitness stuff on there. Um, but I've, I know, I know like a lot of this information that is never going to make a United States public schools. Even even like the most recent census when it came to like the population, the the and I didn't know this for the longest time. I didn't even know we had an Hispanic heritage 
month until last year. I didn't even know there was groups in the state that I live in, in the United States that they were like working with the government. I had no idea until a couple years ago. They're like political social groups that, you know, fight for um, social progress. Um, and they work with the governments for that. Right. So, I see that my all this. You finish. Sorry. Um, forgot what I was gonna say now. <laughs> I was uh, that, uh... Damn it! <laughs> I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll I'll figure out what I said in a minute. So, um, I would say that uh, in middle school and like a part of high school, I was really not involved or interested. It's just like. And I'll get into this in a little bit too, but I felt like, okay, there's that, but that does not fully represent me. And then um, in my senior year and when I got to college, that's when it's just like, I got out of my circle a little bit, out of my own personal brain, but I was like, wait, other people are in crappy situations and I'm being Mr. Selfish here just because I'm not being represented the way I feel I should be. Yeah. Um... So um, that's when I became more interested and invested in stuff like the Dream Act, um, DACA. I wasn't successful in my investment in it, but um, the other people were. <laughs> that's well, good, good. I'm I'm glad there was some success in it. Um, well, that's the thing about DACA too is this is the thing that I know a lot of people are either willfully ignorant of, which willfully ignorant is they basically they know about it, they know the reasons that are good for it, and they are just purposely going against it because they don't want progress they want conflict because they're racist fascist and they want to have war with latinos because they're assholes um but uh so that's the thing like when it comes to immigration right you know people will are like they don't come like the immigrants are mainly not from mexico because mexico's had so much economic progress these past 10 20 years um that it's not required to to immigrate anymore for uh, economic reasons or just for a place to not starve to death or get shot. But that's not the same across all of Latin America. There's still a lot of places that are impoverished, so they will still go either to Mexico or the United States. And that's why having a path to citizenship is so important, but people want to focus on it. Well, it's like, well, you know, they come here and they take my job for lower wages, like, you know, well, we should all be paid higher wages anyway, right? And um, so, as a counter-argument of, do you really want to take that job, sir? Do you really want to be a waiter? Right. Do you really want to be picking fruit? Because, you know, they they tried to remove all of them before, and it didn't work because nobody wanted to fill those jobs. Exactly. Um, that is... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we're qualified to go into that tangent, I'm going to say I'm not qualified to go into it. Um, what's it called? Oh my gosh. Um, so back to lighter and softer topics. Um, lighter, softer. Uh, so. Well, I'll soften it up for you. Give me a bat. So anyways, back to a um, lighter and softer topic. Uh, representation, like you mentioned earlier, uh, 2018, we had Black Panther... A few months later, we had Crazy Rich Asians representing two races. A few months before Black Panther, we had Coco. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
So I'm speaking based on what my dear father said at the time. He felt that Coco was just Disney making money off the Mexicans. And I was just like, shoot, you're right, in a sense. Do you know the director for that? Um, Let me look it up, actually. Uh, He's on Twitter. I I follow him on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. Jorge Gutierrez. Oh, didn't he do Book of Life? Yeah, we're talking about. He did. He doesn't. I think he, maybe he got the two mixed up. Um, the director for Coco is and is Adrian Molina and you Uncritch. So okay, maybe we got some representation in in for that one. Yeah, American animator. Ooh, he also worked on Ratatouille. That's interesting. He's he's been all over then. Um, so I don't know who the director for Coco was, but I did watch it and I liked it. Um, mainly because where my family is like, we don't do Dia de los Muertos. Um, we've never done that. And I, I didn't know about it until like I went to school and they're like, the white people are like, this is what Mexicans do. And everybody stared at me every time something like that happened. Cause I was like the only Mexican in class and everybody's like, every time like, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I, f- I felt like people were like breathing down my neck about it or something like that is they were it felt like a bunch yeah like not on the spot but like everybody would what's the word like it's like it's like a they're like a hive mind called to everybody like and then the person who stands out they all stand and stare at them you know what i mean like it's a very uncomfortable feeling um but it, it you know so Especially when it is Spanish class, I'm like, oh, this will be easy. <laughs> Spanish class, it's not even the exact same, like, it's not even the right Spanish to speak. So, they teach you then they're, yeah. Spain Spanish, and there's different dialects for all the South American country, and, um... Yeah, and I don't know why they go with that version. It's not like when you speak, it's not like when they teach you English, they're not te- teaching you, you know, the English from England. They teach you American English. I was just about to say something with an English accent, but it's like, uh, my throat's not up for it right now. <laughs> like, you know, it's like how the United States spells color versus like the UK. The UK puts a U. It's C-O-L-O-U-R. Yeah. It's kind of and then the United like, States is just C-O-L-O-R. That always threw me the heck off because like um, a lot of books that I read were written by English people. So like I would write color one way. And, it and was, then it'd be written in the way. <laughs> right, right. So, and it's not like there's a lot of Spanish from Spain in the United States. Right. Uh, when, like, going back, like, even when they were here, like, during the, like, the colonial period, like, they left Spain. They renounced their Spanish identity and became part of, you know, they renamed the territory to Mexico. That's how the name Mexico came about. Because the Spanish military wanted to be their own thing, so they left Spain, and then Spain couldn't do anything about it because the military that they would have sent after them was already over there. So there was nothing they could do. Right, and um, so I believe the movie you're thinking about with uh, Jorge Gutierrez is uh, the Book of Life, which I also very much enjoy. And um, I'm sad that Book of Life did not get as big a 
fanfare as Coco did. And I'm just like, well, I guess that's the power of the mouse. And it's funny because they now own Book of Life 2. Yeah. he Well, he's always making stuff. I think the newest one he did was the Maya and the Three. Yeah, I need to watch that one. Um, before Book of Life, <coughs> he did uh, El Tigre, El Tigre um, The Resident of My... Yeah, uh, yep, El the Legend of... Oh, not R.O. Stein. Can't type. <laughs> the Adventure of Manny Rivera. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's always doing stuff. And um, it's always it's always very inspired. Um, and you can tell. Because it's... that I don't know what the first one he did, but it was... It wasn't... El Tigre? No, that was like the second one. Um, what did Jorge do? Uh, I'm looking him up now. Um, Son of Jaguar. Son of Jaguar. No, 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 the Book of Life was the first one that he did. Um, His first I mean, movie. It, if, um, yeah, the first movie. El Tigre. El yeah, El Tigre was the uh, the cartoon that Nickelodeon did. I don't know if I read yeah. two. how many seasons did this go for. It looks like one. Oh, because um, Nickelodeon hates minorities. And yeah, I didn't know that. Huh? I didn't know that cartoon existed until a couple years ago when I found out about Jorge. Um, because I the one I knew of most was the Lucha Libre. Mm. Uh, cartoon. Oh, the Lucha Libre cartoon. I. That one, yeah, that that was that one had like a few seasons. That's uh, why I do about that I have one. Feelings about that cartoon still. <laughs> I don't even think that the voice actors were like you know to be honest. Like you listen to the guy who played the flea, it sounds like he's very trying very hard to do a very. Um, I think that I believe that's Candy Milo. I can't recall if she actually is Latino, but she voiced a lot of Latino characters. The flea. Uh, yeah. Candy Milo. Oh uh, 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 yeah, you're right, and Candy Milo. Okay, she is part Latina, so there we go. I'm. I, I don't know how you find this out because I never look up like an actor's name or whatever. There's like, here's an American, and then they'll be like, I know they're not American just by looking at them. I don't care. Like, I don't look someone up just to find out they're American. I don't care about that. <laughs> I want to figure out like, what's their what's their ethnicity, you know. Right, so, I want like that's that's the worry is that I look it up like where are they from America like, shut up I don't care everybody's American who's an actor uh, every single time I get it well like I had been aware of her voice of her work for a while I just didn't attach a name to it until um when I was a teenager I saw the show Witch and my favorite character was Irma Lair who was like the token Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I was like, this voice sounds familiar. I was like, oh, Candy Milo. And so, like, low-key, I've been following her career, and I hope one day I can meet her at a convention. That's, um... I, do you think that's a stage name? Candy Milo? Like, uh, Milo could be her real last name, but Candy sounds... Like, just, Come on now, this sounds like a stripper's name. Uh, C-A-N-D-I, so it might be her real name. Uh, let me double-check again. Google Chrome... I don't think that translates to anybody's name unless it actually just uh, watch it translate to candy with a Y. Let's go. Personal life. Um, born in Palm Springs, San Jose. 
I think this might be a situation where um because like her last name is Milo but uh you know how like when you're immigrating and sometimes they'll miss they'll write your name down wrong so like um I'm guessing that the actual name might be Mio um with Aya but they just put one uh, now it's Milo right no so yeah well even still like the first name Candy that's that that's not a name. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: that sometimes, um, sometimes Mexicans come up with weird names. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, like I was telling this to someone the other day: like if when, if I were to get some pets, like they're all getting Aztec names. Uh, <laughs> like, if I get like if I get a parakeet or a parrot, it's gonna be I'm gonna name it a um, Quetzalcoatl. <laughs> uh, for me, um, and this is typical amongst me. A lot of Latino families in the religious areas. Uh, it's kind of traditional, like you name your child after at least the Mexican version of a saint name. <laughs> like, um, my name is Lucas. Uh, I. Uh, oh, really? It would be like Luke, but um, I hate when people call me Luke. <laughs> yeah, my well, it it depends where you're at too. Like, what point in history you, your family started to be americanized because of my family that didn't happen like they they put they picked very white sounding names like arthur timmy diane Oof. um yeah jesse's a very common like mexican american name though that's just, there's a few of them my family. huh <laughs> for whatever reason we call jesse chewy i'm like <laughs> why i'm not oh, I'm, uh, for it but i was like why do we call it chewy how do we get chewy from jesse Right, like, like, but I, I'm always called Arturo, so that's what I go by, and that's what I prefer, um, because I think, as as just, as far as representation goes, that's what it should be. Um, as far as the social movement, that's what I that's what I should be called. That's what my dad wanted to call me. It didn't turn out that way because of a weird thing, um, with them writing my name. So that's what I prefer to be called because that's what my family always called me. So. There you go. Me of like one of the one of the funnier moments after my dad's passing, where we were ordering his tombstone, and um, we were getting getting it for free from the veterans, and so uh, we said his name. The lady on the line says, "So Richard, right?" And we was like, out of my mouth, I just but how dare you? <laughs> like not what? like no self censorship. It's like how dare you say that? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so I don't remember what I was going to say earlier. I've been trying to think about it. I don't remember what the topic was that I was leading up from. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Coco and the Book of Life. Um, I don't know. It was, it was before that, the one that I forgot. Um, I think um, it was Day of the Dead or. Was it Wages? Um, cause I think I something to do with representation. Oh, yeah. The, like, the stories that they tell us. In the United States versus like at home or in and in Mexico, um, and like the stuff that I didn't know about, like even locally, in where I live in the United States, where there's all these like Latino groups that are working with the government for like social and all this different progress. I was like, when it, like um, I see people go on strike, and in the United States where well i'm actually never mind that's that's not that's more united states than latino and there's supposed to be our stories um 
but yeah, I, I just think that the uh, Black Panther movie that's coming out soon that's going to have the Aztec character might even have its own spinoff. But like I said, it's going to be probably heavily focused on imagery rather than storytelling for that character. And it's just going to get people to think about it and be curious about it. Like, what are Aztecs? Who are Aztecs? Um, aside from, like, the sacrificial part, because, you that's know, every... If you're, that's really, yeah, that's really all people know. That's all they really tell you about it in the United States. And, like, other than that, like, they're like, they'll, they'll teach you, like, they did human sacrifices because they were afraid the sun would go down. And then when they died, they went to different levels of an afterlife, depending on whatever, how they lived or whatever it was. Um, and then a lot of that's actually wrong. Like, a lot of the, even, like, the scholars, like, majority of them don't agree with that narrative anymore. They're like, that's a, that was a misinterpretation um, due to the way the saints from Spain were writing about what they saw. Um, and they didn't fully understand it themselves when they when they saw it because they didn't have they didn't grow up in that environment so they didn't and then you know then when the Aztecas and people who were like the Mayas and all that stuff like when they were writing about the culture they were writing about it and a lingua was foreign to them but it you know it was still different enough from what the saints were writing so it's very like, there's there's a lot of different points of view. Um, about it but there's it's it's basically you know that cu the culture is still alive whether we recognize it or not when you know it, there's people saying like day of the dead was not azteca is from Cath catholicism and i'm just like is it really because i don't know if any other catholics have celebrate that um so here's the thing with day of the dead uh my parents tried celebrating it when i was a kid but um apparently the sugar school scared me to death and so they just went for the Catholic version of All Saints, All Souls Day, um, which is funny because at least locally in my community, we do celebrate Day of the Dead. Like we we'll still do the sugar skulls, we we'll still have the face painting, and um, yeah. Like it's... And that's why people get confused with it with as Mexican Halloween, um, and that was the same that. problem. This yeah, that was the same problem the saints had when they came over and saw what was happening because. You only know what you know, and then when you see something new, you can only project what you already know onto it without, you won't fully understand it at first, and they didn't really get that chance to do it. For me, because I was aware of the holiday, but I was not fully aware of the significance until I was about 20 years old, and I had to learn from an Asian girl on YouTube about the significance of Day of the Dead. Thank you, Michelle Fan. Um, you. Thank you for teaching him the history of his own people. <laughs> I was like, I was just upset with my parents in the most mundane ways. Like, really? This is a beautiful holiday? And you could have put a little bit more effort to teach me about it? <laughs> right. Well, it's your fault for getting afraid, you child. <laughs> you tell me how you would react to a dancing skeleton. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't go through that. <laughs> Um, so, uh, there's that, um, but I, I do like the holiday, I think it's very beautiful, um, 
if I can, I will practice it. I remember um, one time I was getting ready to request a day off from my old job just to celebrate it. And then it's like, we need you here this day specifically. I was like, really? You can't take me on Halloween where I could wear an actual costume. You take me on the day that I consider religious obligation. Right. I mean, you, you, you could have just said no and they couldn't do anything about it because religious freedom or something. Uh, I also need money. Religious freedom means getting paid for it anyway. I was a sub, I was a sub back then, so I also really needed the money. <laughs> oh, well, still, um, that's true. That's not consistent work until you get the actual teaching position, right? Uh, but yeah, like that's the that's the amazing thing about like the Day of the Dead, and like a lot of it has to do with the um, Azteca stuff. It was like it's kind of like uh, it's. It's. I've heard it's more s- similar to like Thanksgiving than it is to Halloween. Uh, visually, it's it's kind of probably closer to Halloween, but in like practice, it's more like Thanksgiving because it's um, a feast of the dead. You know, there's all this food, there's the sugar skulls, there's all this stuff. Um, so it's more like that because we are connecting with. Uh, I guess you can compare it to, compare it to Shinto religion too, because you, you're communing with your ancestors. Right, and um, I was gonna say that one of my a former friend um, was telling me when we were celebrating with her that she said, you know, we kind of have this stuff in China too, but she didn't really want to go to specifics. But it's just like they would honor, they do honor their dead, and they would have. Um, small meals with them still so it's just like okay so the cultures do intertwine um i don't know if their thing is also around the october is also around the um harvest season but uh, that's kind of just um this is my own personal views because uh for personal reasons um i always associate the fall with um harvest um and the end of life and for a little bit, yeah. I thought I was the only crazy person that did that. But I was like, oh, wait, I'm not the only one. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> that Yeah, that was, that's well, that's more similar to, like, the pagan religions because of that area. That was, they have winter in Europe, unlike in, you know, southern Mexico or whatever, you know, that where the Aztecs actually lived. There wasn't, like, a winter where, like, we can't farm for the rest of this time. We have to rely on hunting. Um, where, like, in... Europe, you know, they they had the seasons. You know, during the spring they they were farming, and during the winter they would hunt. Um, so they would have the schedule; they would go on and off. So that's that was why they had the Thanksgiving because, like, that was like the meeting point where you have like you have a lot of food from farming, and you're also starting to hunt. So you're going to have those two things together. That's the only time you can do that once a year. I was actually thinking more that because um, I found out about two years ago that fall at least for catholics and i might be i might have misinterpreted this but um fall and that season time period is the only time where it's okay to be a mourner and i was like oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) yeah um like as in like mourning for the fallen for the dead for the dead gotcha gotcha um yeah well (sighs) that's a lot to do with me kindly coolly and i know like a lot of people say like it's not they like aztecs didn't believe like they didn't cry for death it's like it's not like we didn't cry at all um 
it's that like it, it, it's like you're you're going through another transformation when you pass away. Um, Makande Kuli was considered like associated with death because when you die, you go into the ground, you get buried, and all this stuff. Um, and then the grass would come out as you would pass away. So like it's kind of like shit makes the flowers grow type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I love so much, not just about our own Aztec stuff, but like just native American just in general is like, there's that's everywhere. That type of sentiment, you know, like things can be bad, but something always good comes out of it. Right. Oh, and it's, uh, it's all very beautiful stuff to me. Um, I do love the holiday day of the dead. Like I said, um, a lot of art that I produced in the past, not all of it. I posted online is associated with the holiday and um maybe this year i'll maybe this year i hit the deadline and actually submit something for it <laughs> i know you did some stuff last year but you didn't do as much as you wanted to i know you want to do something every day right um i think i was doing inktober last year but i just got so burnt out from full-time employment and doing it at the same time right yeah that's that's what happens to a lot of people i talk to is like man i'm just so tired i want to get home from here like just do it you <laughs> Just do the exercises, do it. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say after that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's also the thing when it comes to like the sacrifices. Like the sacrifices were just like a product of like something else. Like it, like nowadays they st- still have like they do the dances now instead to make the sunrise instead of sacrificing. Right, and um, I was also gonna throw it in a little bit that um. They did incorporate some of the heritage stuff into Catholic, into some activities they redo. Um, I know for Our Lady, the day of Our Lady of Guadalupe, they do have the Matagenas dance where um, individuals right. wear very, very decorative feather, primarily feather clothing to dance for Our Lady. So um, some of it was incorporated. I just like, I still feel guilt about a lot of things when I go to just like, oh, we kind of. We destroyed a lot of things. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very a lot. I feel like it's pretty cool because, unlike in the United States, when you go to practice religion in Mexico, a lot of it is very involved with just who you are as a person. Where the United States doesn't have that because it does just doesn't. They didn't have an involved like they they wanted to spread themselves and conquer and commit you know, erase people who are in their way and they, they didn't accomplish that. So they they have this messed up boiling melting pot of a society so everybody's fighting with each other all the time. Right. Where, and, um, yeah. It's depressing because when you're in school you hear very ideal stuff about your country and then when you're adult it's like, oh, oh dear, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah, definitely a lot of work to do. Not that it can't be solved, but it, it will be work. Um and I hope that happens sooner rather than later for the United States. Um, I, I hope we get as happy as we allegedly were in the 90s because the 90s were awesome. <laughs> I think it's just because we were kids in the 90s. That's why it was awesome. Every time you talk to somebody who, like, they're like, man, when I was a kid, everything was better. It's like, yeah, because you didn't have any responsibilities <laughs> or have to pay bills and go to work and not take a sick day because you need to pay your bills. Like, that's something adults have to do that kids don't because the adults are the ones taking all those hits touche touche um counter arguments we had nirvana um and <laughs> we had shit I didn't that have nirvana. 
<laughs> I grew up in the city. All I had was Tupac and Game Bay. <laughs> okay. okay Touche. Um, other cool things in the 90s. Allegedly, Lisa Frank. Um, other stupid sh- stuff from the 90s. <laughs> Michael Jackson was cool, though. I think that's something we can all universally agree on. He he earned that spot that he had. A lot of people try to take him down for stuff that didn't happen that they're still trying to do, and he's become innocent every single time. They just want to do that because he's black, I think. Um, but he, he, like, all of, like, not all of his songs, but a lot of his songs. I'm not a fan of Thriller, even though I know it's the one that got him popular. I like Smooth Criminal, um, uh, Beat It, those, like, and just his dance moves. Like, you, like, those took so many years of practice for him to be able to do that. That's something, like, that's just amazing. Just works of art that took lots of dedication and practice. And then he pulled it off and it was just amazing. He was, he was like, he, like he deserved to be called the King of pop because he really was like, he, he had so many different talents and skills and was just like, he was a great entertainer. And I appreciate the time that he spent with the rest of civilization. That is fair. Um, Back to what topic were we on again? I really <laughs> so um, we're finally gonna talk about Book of Life and Coco and all the Mexican stuff. <laughs> back to Latino stuff. Right. Um. So I like Book of Life. I'd say my only complaint is that it's a very generic storyline. There's parts of it that I really like, but it's like really a love story. Uh. Yeah. Um. Which book? I. I. What would you, would you say? <laughs> um, my only complaints about Book of Life, um, I really love the art style. I like it more than Coco. Um, and I love that uh, the directors and people that worked on the Book of Life are very graceful to the existence of Coco. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like, I like when it comes to like the kids stuff, Like I really enjoy the artwork because I can tell it's very inspired from the like Azteca stuff and it's a little bit more modernized and like a little bit more rounded off because you you're drawing with your hands and like a pencil rather than like on stone but you can tell it still has that art from it like it's very like i said it's very inspired um and i really do appreciate the artwork as well um and there's a lot of different colors and they don't shy away like they're not just trying to pick the bright colors like they'll They'll add in like some really dark colors too to kind of help with the contrast and make other things stick out more than others, and it's it's really cool stuff. Like, and it takes a lot of work just to do, like the promotional. Like, if you look at the promotional posters, those took a lot of work to do oh, for sure. uh, because there's just so much detail in those, and that's I, I appreciate the effort put into it because when you look at it, you don't see it, but if you were to stare at it long enough, you get so much. Like, you start seeing more that you didn't see at first glance, and I like that. I like that type of stuff um, because it gives you more reason to look at things and kind of slow down and enjoy the little things a bit more. Right, and um, like the main story for the Book of Life, I'm just very eh on, but you're right, like a lot of things that if you sit down and pay attention are very amazing. Like um, two of the an- two of um, Manolo's ancestors, the way they drew them and animated them, it's like co-representation um one of his uncles 
was drawn thin and very elegant and he focused a lot on music and they said oh he's supposed to re represent the Spanish heritage and the other ancestor um, very bulky very muscular very strong his fighting style was significantly did it like different like more focused on wrestling and so right. it's based more on the Aztec heritage too so it's like oh everyone's getting represented one way or another right right well we're still talking about Coco right oh we're talking about Book of Life Oh, right. No, no, wait, hold on. Am I getting it confused? Yes. Coco, Coco did, did the Day of the Dead thing too, right? Yeah, that's why a lot of people were confused. It's like, why is this being released again? Right, okay. So, I, yeah, so this that so when it comes to Book of Life, that was probably more, um, it's probably better representation as far as the storytelling goes compared to Coco. Because the Coco kind of did that, but it was like, you know, they did like where one guy was like, he did the... um. He he wasn't like exactly Azteca, but he was uh, a guitar player. You know, was very famous and all this and that. And he thought that was like his fa he thought that was his his grandfather. He's like he's kind of like Superman, you know, kind of like Superman, right? So like, say if right. like, oh yeah, Superman's your grandpa, and then he finds his real grandpa, and he's not that. It's and he almost passed away and died, but died for good. Yeah, yeah, he was frail and all this stuff, and it's like, but there, he was still important to you because that's your family. And there's, again, you sit down, you, you, you know, you slow down for a minute, you you get time to flesh out more stuff, you know, you get more out of it, you know, and just because something is cool at first doesn't mean it's going to be cool in the long run, you know. As the saying goes, sometimes like a candle is brightest right before, but right before it goes out. Right, and um. I guess since we're talking about Coco, I'll jump, jump into it. Um, I do feel that it's a very... It sticks a little more closer to the meaning behind um, Day of the Dead, uh, to remember. Um, oof, getting a little emotional over that. And like, you're right, um, because one thing is... And this kind of ties into um, the Jewish faith a little bit, where it's like nobody's truly dead until the last person who remembers them dies. So it's like, um, yeah, and they had that in Coco too. Yeah, so I'm just like, it's a very emotional movie for me, mostly because I saw it right after my dad passed away. So it's just like, it's not the best thing to watch right after someone you love dies. People, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, it's it playing. It's you know, without the with the themes of remembering and passing away, and right? So those um, sorts of things. I thought it was a very good movie. I like that it was um, very humble characters. Uh, I love the abuela, even though it's just like she's supposed to be the unintentional secondary villain who's like, no music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think she hits him with a chancla at one point for doing that. Oh, uh, chancla. <laughs> um, to me, yeah. I think it's kind of like a good... She represents like the older generation where... Um, they won't frown upon, frown upon or um, condemn the arts, but it's just like um, I remember when I was in high school, and in my first year of college, oh, where I really I, I still I still get slapped. <laughs> so for me, still... for me, it was that I really wanted to study and become an artist, go into comic books, and it was just very, will that bring you success? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of a lot of the things when we go into college, we don't know if it's going to make a success. Like there's there's like the traditional routes, but I think that's been kind of muddied up. Like what's the right way to go these days? Um, 
I think a very safe way to go is in either business management or business business administration, uh, because you those are very ubiquitous skills that you can use in pretty much any industry. Because someone is always going to need a manager, and then you can work your way up the ladder that way with all those skills. The better you get at them, um, and then if you want to go off and start your own business, doing whatever as an artist, you know, then you that's that's the then you can learn those skills like from youtube or going to college or whatever resources you have at the time um but if you have yeah, it, money <laughs> right but at that point you've you already know how to run a business you know how to keep the business afloat and, and you like you already and you have experience with it so like that's all you really need like i said it's very useful skills to have because you can survive in basically any part of society that that requires trading money for goods and services which is literally every part of society for me it was more that um the form of success was going into medical school and either becoming a nurse um or a doctor which says uh what a decent percentage of my peers did same here um and Spe- I was, uh, specifically I- uh, a certain group of uh, promiscuous females, a lot of them became nurses for some reason. I don't know why that's the final form they chose, but that's what they did. It's it's great job security, I'll say that, like, uh, my brother is a nurse, um, all of his friend group which I was slowly adopted into is nurses. I'm gonna plug in my laptop real fast. Okay. Um, for me, you know, I kind of I was I didn't know where to go. I know I wanted to go to college and have success in some sort of way um because it was it was it was partly like social uh pressure but also like the idea like i could do whatever i want and so i didn't but i didn't know like what do i want to do because this is gonna take a lot of time to finish this stuff and um i don't know you know which one i want to do first type of thing and you know i and school is very exhausting for me all the learning like it's very mentally exhausting so first thing i did was video games but that didn't pan out because i got sick and had to drop out of school um so i came back and i was like 20 well that's when i i was like 22 or so um and i was like i don't know if i want to do that anymore because I would have been done with it by now if I was didn't get sick and could keep going. So that's so I just kind of just spent a lot of time in the gym while I was contemplating it. Three years contemplating what I wanted to do. <laughs> and I started posting, you know, I had my pictures of myself and I'm like, man, I'm very proud of myself. And my, and this is, I had like really, really big arms. Um, and I was 170 pounds. So it, my friend who's seen my pictures online, she told me who and she runs her own online business. I don't know where she's at now, but um, she's like, I should be a personal trainer because I had these skills, obviously, because you can see it from my pictures. I got the skills to build muscle, uh, stay thin, all this stuff. So I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. I think I'll do that. All of a sudden, all of my inbox was just exploding with with people i didn't know how to help these people yet so i'm like you guys i can't help you yet i shouldn't be I, in hindsight i shouldn't have even said anything and it's when i got the certification right. and then announced it because then i wouldn't have to worry about finding clients i would have just had you had everybody 
Um, That's why I'm very particular about what I post online and say, I have yet to officially say taking commissions. Because I, I wouldn't even mention it until you're ready at all. Yeah. Like, don't even... <laughs> because it's because if if even because like if well if you hint at it and then you get you know people who are inboxing it inboxing you about it you've already got people who want it right because like, um, they'll I, be asking you like are you going to be doing commissions i heard you're doing commissions maybe you know maybe i can get one can i have one please maybe can i at least have one i'll give you 300 dollars for this little picture of a dog deal <laughs> <laughs> a stick figure please um there's actually this artist about a month or two ago where he titled something called take the money and run where somebody commissioned some type of painting from him and what he did was he just went out bought the canvas opened it and done (laughs) wow it's an unpainted canvas i'm just like i am so upset with you as an artist but as a business person or at least in terms of making money i was like i am proud of you because i would let me say this. Um, I am against uh, Dada. That's amazing. Minimalist art. Well, not minimalist, but um, as as an artist, that's incredibly dumb because uh, <laughs> there's nothing on there. Because like I, one time I was at a art studio, like somebody literally just uh did two brushstrokes on a mini canvas, selling the painting for about two hundred dollars, calling it um something practice, and I was like, "Are you shooting me? You expect right." Me? And to me, I'm just like, for me, it's a, I would be, I am very against that art, but if somebody commissions me to make up my own data painting, I'm just going to put a black dot on a canvas and take the money and not be ashamed about it at all. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. As a business person, that's a salesperson really like, I mean, maybe it's just to get people to stare, to look and stare like the fact and the story it tells that you're telling me right now, that's art in itself. Because, like, how does someone sell something without putting any effort into it? Like, my goodness. Because, and, like, that, yeah, that's the whole point of, that might be, be the whole point of that that piece. Because someone bought and bought it, someone stole it, and that it, in itself is the story that that art piece carries with it. That money was not stolen. He knew what he was getting into when he sold the painting. Or at least the individual right. they're getting into when they bought the painting, so they knew uh, the the or lack thereof. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, that's the story that is being told by that one piece of art. Right. And um, I actually remember, like I think it was about about six years ago, somebody accidentally left their sunglasses on the floor at a Dada art gallery or something, and people thought it was a uh, thought it was actual art. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's you know you could you could take a dump on a in a in a, in a bucket and put it in a museum where people would be like, this is art. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like that butterfly meme. Is this art? It's like yeah, sure, fine, five hundred bucks. You want this? You can. But it goes my kookier side. I'm just like I kind of want to do this thing, and then there's like my the side of me that spent years of practicing realism, um, studying the human body, looking at landscapes, blah 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 blah. It's just like, yeah. And yeah, and the stuff that you make out of that, like that tells the story of you as an individual artist. um, And that is expressed in how you do your art. And I think that's cool in itself. Uh, Especially like the one that I really like you that I've seen from you the most is you made a TikTok out of it. You made like one picture and then you cut it up and then you made another picture out of the pieces you got from it. That was really cool. Thank you. I like that. Um, 
but yeah, that's and that's what a lot of the things are when people look at like Azteca like hieroglyphs. People look at that and see like the like the pictures of the Aztec gods. They see that and they see like a humanoid like figure. It's kind of got like snakes or something running off it, and it's like oh, that's one of their one of their that's their snake god or whatever. And it's it's right, but it's wrong, right? There's no Aztec and Azteca and like the greater Native American indigenous people. There's no such thing as gods. There's no invisible uh, people or anything like that. Um, it's that because there's no written, there's no there's no written language that we would recognize that like we have like letters and stuff like that. That's just how they. That was their written language. Was with the pictures. That's how they. That's how they wrote things. That's how they told stories. That's how they, like, so it's like one image of of one character would wouldn't even be like the character. It's just the the human part of it would just be like you have a connection to these things. That basically is what that's what it's saying. All right, you're reminding me of um. I think it was two weekends ago when we were watching Prey together. I was just like, gosh. All right. By the way, people go um, watch Prey. It's awesome. I don't even care about the Predator franchise, but that movie was good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that movie. Um, and like this, you know, like the tracking stuff. Like the the one that I like, the part that I liked the most was near the end, where she was talking to the French guy after she captured him. Um, and the thing she said to him, like that was my favorite part of the movie. I won't mention it because uh, number one, spoilers, and number two, uh, spoilers. But that was my favorite part of that. Like th- that was like my get to the chopper moment. <laughs> like that was like the one liner. That I think is probably that sh- if this was a different time would be carrying on forever, um, and it was really good. Uh, but yeah, going like for going back to the Aztecas thing for a second, the like saying like you have a connection to everything, like that's true, right? Um, and it, it it goes around like we have it has a connection to us. So like going back to the Day of the Dead example, like when we bury somebody, we're putting someone into the ground, and then. So we were, you know, their body is literally connecting with the ground again, and then out of that grows more grass, and then in Aztec, so like that's the connection we have there, and then it connects with us again, um, because in Aztecas uh, society they would take those grasses and they would weave it, right? They twist it up and weave it, and make uh, like clothes out of it, right? So it, it's just all circular. We're all going back and forth, and I take that philosophy and i don't know if you knew this already but i put that into all of my training exercises that i make for you guys and included myself like that stuff is already in there whether you knew about it or not it's in there wow i never realized that um for me it's like uh who on earth is texting me (laughs) Uh, uh take your phone and put it in the toilet until you're done i might have to do that later Actually, it's my iPad going off, and that stuff is kind of expensive, so... And I use that for art, so... (laughs) The poop? Uh, I've seen some people do that, I'm just like, uh... uh." I want to get my... Because my father is also an artist, and he has... Like, he does a lot of realism as well. Um, Specifically, large murals Mm. that he likes to do. So, he was trying to break in into like the digital landscape a little bit so i thought about getting and i've mentioned this to you about getting him an ipad with that Perfect. with that app on there 
Yeah, with Procreate. That's great. And then getting him a stylus to use with it. Because it's, it's very, because I know it's very similar. Like it has, it reacts to how hard you're pressing and then how hard, you know, the different strokes you're doing. So, like, that's why I like about it because it's more similar to what he already does. Yeah, for me, it's like, um, it's. Some people don't like it, but for me, it's more of an easier transfer of skill because, um, with the Apple Pencil, it does matter more with, um, how much pressure I'm putting and, um, I do not want to go through the trouble of learning uh, Photoshop or any of that stuff. So I'm just like, okay, we're going to stick with this here easy thing for now. Photoshop is super easy. They have, well, since I've learned it, it's actually gotten easier. They added more... Uh, User-friendly? I don't know about that, but they added more... Um, what's the word? Like, better tools to kind of replace older tools because of the, you know, some people, like, when they're trying to make a YouTube thumbnail they like want to cut themselves out and people have like messy hair so like it's better with like tracing the hair oh. um and not making it look so like disjangled and all that stuff pixels that shouldn't be there so it actually cuts around it better than it did before hmm. but um it's still the same basic principle as like another tool that is already in there which is the was this, which is like the magnet lasso which i know how to use i don't even use that anymore because i found a better one that's also not that i just use the polygon tool um and is pick the exact pixels that I want. But anyways, so that, uh, like, I, that was one of the things I went to go learn. That was like one of the only one of two classes that I finished when I was in when I was in college the first time for video games. Um, so that, <coughs> excuse me. So that was a uh, that was actually pretty easy to learn. Like I thought I was. I felt like. I thought, I thought it was going to be, like, overwhelming. Like, I'm not going to be able to get this. I'm going to be such an idiot. I'm going to fail. And my life is ruined. I spent all this money that I don't have on a class that I failed. Uh, but it, actually, I passed the class. I did well. I was like, dang, this is good. And it was, like, and all of it sticks with you. Like, it's very easy to learn. Like, the first time you get it, it's, it's, and it sticks with you forever. Because it's, like, one or two things. And, yeah. It looks like a lot when you look at it. But, like, they're very simple stuff. Mm, I have a similar thing with uh, arc map and um, other things. But main topic, again. Um... So, the, I don't know. Have you seen Encanto, by the way? Encanto. Uh, no, but I know the song. <sighs> Darn it. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen a lot of this stuff that came out recently because it's mainly for kids. What's wrong with stuff for kids? Uh, I'm not a kid. <laughs> it's not made Neither for me. I. <laughs> That's okay. You can, you can watch it and... Um, and uh, not have to make me watch it. <laughs> nope, nope. I have uh, to fly to your city, strap you down, um, put those things. No, please behind. don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, there's other stuff that I watched that was more for adults. Like, uh, there was Onyx Equinox, which was like a Mexican anime that was very heavily uh, influenced by. Aztec and Mesoamerican folklore where the actual like the Aztec gods were like they're basically at war with each other like Mikatli Kudli comes up from the underworld starts eating everybody's you know blood and so the other gods are like that's ours and so you know that's the whole thing that starts it was only stay lasted for one season though which is lame because it was actually really really cool um and then there was uh okay I like that there was another one with Danny Trejo Trejo uh, damn it. Uh, Danny Trejo. 
Uh, it was like another Mexican anime, but it wasn't Azteca based. Uh, he played a. Wait, what is this? It no. God. Oh, yeah, Cielos Manos. Um, so it was a martial arts film or cartoon anime thing. Uh, and he's like a he's like a cartel boss or something, and like a like a town and uh there's like these three martial arts students i think it actually takes place in mexico and there's these three martial arts students that their martial arts master dies um i think danny trio sends someone after him i think danny trio is possessed by someone or something hmm. i forget exactly it's been years since i watched it so the martial arts students end up going to fight danny trio uh danny trio does like his character does like transform and get i don't know if he's possessed at the beginning but no by the end he is and they tra- he transforms they fight uh, it turns out, like, they're, the three main characters, their martial arts master had more to them, but that show only lasted one season, too. So, like, <laughs> there's all this other, like, this is the cool stuff that I find, but that only lasts so long. And then there's also the video games that, um, I don't know if you knew this, but Javier, um, he's involved in, I, I don't know if exactly his position in the company, but it seems like it's pretty high up where he's making that Aztec video game. Right, right. Um, um, that one that you're telling me about, have yet. Uh, that video game that you showed me some of the promo stuff too, and it's like, oh, cool. But that really, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a. Uh, well, they actually want me to do something for them um, pretty soon. They, Tamika, she's their social media Don't manager. Because you could get in trouble. It's like no, they they didn't say it and have to say anything, but they okay. they wanted me to they wanted they want me to record my reaction to something that they have coming out like one of their one of their demos. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna record my reaction to that and send it to them, and then they're going to uh, do whatever they do with that. Um, but yeah, they don't want they didn't say that they they don't want me to keep anything secret. So if if they did, I mean. Uh, well, I'm sorry if you if you said that, but I'm just now finding out about it. If, you, if it is, um, but yeah, there's there's that one. The Dream of Darkness is going to be Aztec horror game coming out uh, soon. Um, then there will be, well, there was already came out was Aztec Forgotten Gods, which I think was really good as far as like hitting its target audience because it's talking about the Aztecs as the forgotten gods which they really are like we don't really like even the people who know about it don't really know a lot about it because a lot of stuff was destroyed right um so and they kind of they like there's collectibles in the games um where it tells you about the gods like they kind of change some stuff to make it fit the story but it is pretty much it's pretty factual when it comes down to like the actual gods um what was I gonna say um so and there's there's oh. hold on, I got one more I got one more there's there's another one called Miklan and that's gonna I think that's gonna be more like a uh, Sim City Civilization Jurassic World type thing that has like Jurassic been. World Evolution <laughs> yeah where like you're building like buildings and there's a like resource gathering that you got to do and you're like you're more managing everything like on a larger scale and I was like I'm definitely interested for that because I played. Like roller coaster tycoon. I've played uh, Civilization. I've played uh, uh, Jurassic World Evolution. I liked all those games. So as as soon as then, like I can't wait for that. That's going to be coming out uh, next year on the plan and as as their target. I want to uh, time. 
I'd love to buy that, but I feel like, I feel like it's going to be one of those games that I buy and don't finish. Um, cause that's what happened with Xenoblade Chronicles. And right now I'm just like, Ooh, new Pokemon game coming out. You haven't finished Shining Pearl though. <laughs> yeah. I don't fit it. Like there's a lot of games that I don't finish. Um, mainly because if they're story based and I already know the end, I'm not going to finish it. Like what was the last Batman game to come out? Uh, I knew the ending, and once I got to like the step before that, I'm like, I don't feel like going to the work just to find something I already know. Right. Um, uh, or like the Jurassic World uh, Evolution game, I didn't finish it. Um, I could have like, I I I still kind of want to, but I didn't finish it. I didn't finish the last level because um, I didn't want to. I guess I didn't feel like putting in the effort. I knew what it takes to do it, but I'm like, I'm going to sit here all day and I'm going to lose time doing what I could be doing other stuff. I just don't have time for it. So, I uninstalled it. Um, but yeah, those story-based games I can leave and come back to. Um, for me, I think it's just because um, I enjoy story-based games, but it's just like... I hate being an adult. I hate having to do full-time sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, My... I feel bad because like, for a long while, I was struggling until this job, and it's like, I... I don't hate it, but I'm just like I kind of miss being an art, a quote unquote full time artist sometimes. Yeah, that's mainly just the problem with like them not raising the minimum wage every year anymore, which they used to do before Ronald Reagan. They literally went and Congress went and raised the minimum wage every single year, and they don't do that. That actually. Yeah, I saw it too. Um, Wait, I was like, you send it to me. I think you were. <laughs> I don't think I sent that. I try even if I try to avoid the politics stuff. Like I don't. I because as soon as that gets into my feed, I just get so stressed. And it doesn't matter how stressed I get and how much I complain about it to people in real life or on the internet. Nothing changes. Exactly. <laughs> so. um, I don't know what this says about me. Um, I've been getting a lot of witch stuff on TikTok, like Wicca and um, other pagan things i'm just like uh you all realize i'm a practicing catholic right <laughs> <laughs> all right like do you like look at the comments or anything when no no i'm just scrolling uh, like doing the little bloop 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 as like why is this here <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean maybe someone in your area or a group of people in your area like your physical like location or into that and they look, they're looking at it, and then so because you're also in their area, that's kind of like what hits your page too. Is that how the algorithm is working? I also think like it's the time period, like it's fall, close to Halloween, which that is too. Wizards, um... Could be. Um, well, th that's that's one thing because I because I live around a lot of old people. I get advertisements for old people, even though I'm nowhere near that age. So that's just how like that's how a lot of the algorithm works. It works on location. It works on, uh, you know, the stuff that you're really looking at. And then sometimes it's popping something random just in case you get bored of that two things. Right. But there's a lot of things it looks at. Like those cleaning videos that I show you where it's like the lady in China. She's unboxing all this stuff. Yeah. It looks so nice, but you realize she cut out of like a lot of the boring stuff too. Because <laughs> like something about it just seems so satisfying, which I enjoy. But I know like if I were to try to make that video, I wouldn't like that. I would, I'm just like, I wish I had that energy to clean. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Well, she makes it look like it only takes a second to clean everything, too. Like, you know she did it more than that. 
like when she's doing the dishes or whatever like she just she's like done <laughs> that was it like that takes more effort than that i'm just like i bought a because i sleep with my dog and um, i bought a vacuum for my uh bed so it's like this is more effort than that lady is making it seem yeah yeah but it's and then like, like she does that for every video she has like a 10 new boxes at least probably more definitely more than 10 but she has a bunch of new boxes for every video that she does just so she can do stuff for making another video <laughs> and then like there's that pill thing i'm just like do i really want to spend 60 to 200 dollars on that pill thing just to clean my vegetables maybe maybe <laughs> i don't like what i do for my vegetables i'll get like a big bag of mixed vegetables that are frozen uh-huh. and and then i just as like once my meat is done cooking i'll just throw it in with the meat so the meat comes out like even more cooked and then it, like the two flavors blend together so i don't really have to do too much seasoning i'll still put tahini and hot sauce on it though because that's my thing uh, okay so now that we've gone to that let's um let's touch this one subject that you brought up and like i'm i'm very passionate about this subject too speedy gonzalez all right speedy all right so how do you want to start this um, I would like to scream what he screams, but my voice can't handle that pitch right now. So, um, if you want... There we go. Hold on, hold on. I can do better, I can do better. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. He goes, what'd you say again? Arriba, arriba. Oh, yeah. Arriba, 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 arriba. Zoom. Yeah. Arriba, 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 arriba. There we go. That's it. That's the one. It's like people. I did not know this until recently. Um, because I know about two years ago they tried canceling Speedy Guns. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You should not be canceling Speedy. You should be canceling Slowpoke Rodriguez. That's who you should be canceling. Yeah, the 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 woke crowd came and like, this is a stereotype. It's bad. Look, make face kids look bad. <laughs> it was like. No, it doesn't. It makes, them, makes us look good. Like, leave him. You know, he can't be touched. The investor can't catch him. The police can't catch him. Nobody can touch Speedy. He's too fast. He's honest. He's nice. He's healthy. Um, he helps his friends and family. Right. He's a good guy, right? You know, he's he's what everybody should be. You know, if more people were like Speedy Gonzalez, the world would be a better place. Right? Um, I... I, I the comedian that voices him um, has, I didn't know this, but he's been a presence in my life since my childhood when he was on the show, all that, um, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah, yeah. Well, so he, did, he does the voice now for him. He didn't do the original voice for him. All right, I don't know who. Um, let's, go, let's do some Googling to see who did the voice for him. Uh, some Googling. He probably grew up watching him, though. I didn't know Gabriel Iglesias and all that, like the original, like '90s version. Yeah, like uh, towards before they got canceled the first time he was on there. Uh... Oh, let me look this up because I know Keenan and Nickel were on there. Yeah, like um, like they went on hiatus before they got a whole new cast, and um, he was on there very briefly. I was like, that's why he looks familiar. The first time I saw. Gabriel Iglesias was holy crap! That really is him. Oh my goodness! I re- I see it now, but he's got a different haircut. But it's, it's definitely his face. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe it. You know what else who reminds me of hmm. those videos you send me of that that person all the time, where <laughs> it's it's like 
they like the one annoying person that isn't like in every, like in their school and like always goes by the rules and like very condescending to everybody like that like it, obviously Gabriel Iglesias act like that but that's kind of who reminds me of it, like that face. <laughs> I know it's scary talking about like um. My All right, guys, like, it's time to you know line up for lunch. Have yeah, what are you doing? Get get in line. Olivia. No, you go over here. <laughs> that that that. <laughs> Every time you send me those videos, I hate it. I, I, I it just reminds me, like he does it too well. It, like I, I get the flashbacks to when I had to deal with that in school, and I'm just—it's so irritating. <laughs> it's extra hilarious because um, I got the Mexican flavor of that stuff, which is what he's producing. It's like no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, it's still the same. Well, I, I guess I got it too. Because like, despite not being growing up a lot of Latinos, there's still when I went to this to school in the city, there were some there's like a very like healthy portion of Latino uh, population in the school. So like, there were still those people, not in the faculty. There wasn't there wasn't any, pretty much anybody in the faculty. It was just mainly students. Um, but uh, well, maybe I'm wrong. I know there had to be one because I know I know specifically there was someone who talked like that all the time and. I don't know why they exist everywhere, but they are. It was it's like the Mexican Karen, basically. That's who they are. We call those Yolanda. Yeah, I present that name because my tia is Yolanda, and she's not like that at all. Um, Yolanda. <laughs> but has... I, I know I know I know why we why we say Yolanda, but I do I still don't like it. Okay, um, there are a lot of nice Yolandas out there, but there's one Yolanda who messed it up for all the Yolandas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who don't know, go look up Selena, not Selena Gomez. That's the, that's the that one. Um, she was the Puerto Rican, uh, like pop singer. Those, like, basically a world famous pop singer. Was she Puerto Rican? Let me look that up. Yeah, she, I know she was born in Corpus Christi, so I'm just like, that's yeah. Lovely. She was born in Texas, um, but her parents were Puerto Rican. Um, her boyfriend was Mexican. I'm just going by the movie. <laughs> oh, they came out with yeah and then so anyway so she was famous she was real but her manager who was the f- friend of the family who was named Yolanda got jealous of all the money she saw money went nuts killed Selena because she wanted to take the money for herself even though without Selena there would be no money coming in she just wanted, she just wanted to grab all the money she could, um, and then and she run her. away. Yeah, so she shot and killed her, and her name was Yolanda. So that's why, you know, that's why we pick on Yolanda's. Um, what's it called? Oh my gosh, it's like a, there were memes last year, um, and I was sharing it with my coworkers. So I was so, I was so scared that I was gonna have to cancel my vacation because of the Delta variant, and it's just like. It's a meme that says my vacation plans, and it's on Selena, and it's this Delta variant, and it's on Yolanda Saudibad, and it's like she's looking at Selena. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, friend. <laughs> um, my gosh. Uh, what were we talking about? Speedy Gonzalez. Before this, oh yeah, Speedy Gonzalez. Okay, so what I wanted to say was before he actually almost got canceled twice before the woke crowd done it. Back in the 90s, the conservatives wanted to cancel him. And why did the conservatives want to cancel him? Because he wasn't American. And they wanted only American, you know, 
people to be shown to their children. <laughs> and then people, you know, that sentiment, you know, survives till today. They're just more quiet about it. But that's what was happening. That's so he almost Speedy Guys almost got canceled twice. One by, you know, prejudiced racist people, and then second by uh, idiots. Allegedly woke people, and it's just like you don't realize how. Well-meaning idiots. I presume it's the same people that want Latin X instead of Latinos, and it's like, no. Once again, I I'm, I I do know some Latin X people. Um, one of my one of my good friends, uh, Rodrigo Bravo. Shout out to him if he ever hears this. His 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 child is Latin X. Um, and they. You know, they did a show with him, and it was a very weird feeling because I missed the show and I came in afterward after it was done, and I was like, "Oh, congratulations!" And it was everybody was super quiet. But while they were there, they were like, like apparently they were like clapping and all this stuff, and like it was cool for them. And he said they was like really enjoyed it, but everybody else was quiet. Like even Roder- uh, the father. Um, so I don't know what happened because I wasn't there, but um, whenever I look for like a Latinx source, I always. You know, look to see what uh, his child is saying and also what he is saying because I know that's his child and despite whatever everybody else thinks, so that's his kid and I know he's going to do everything he can to, you know, protect his kid. Right. Um, so, like, that thing that came out recently, like, next people want to cancel, uh, uh, what was it, Gorditas for... What the for heck was up people. with that? Yeah. So, so apparently, and this is this is how I found out it was real because I didn't hear of any Latinx sources even talking about it. I found out it from it from a news article instead of from actual Latinx people. So I'm like, so they're already immediately suspicious of it. And I just and I made the thing about it. I'm like, you know, if this is really going on, uh, you know, just just don't call people gorditas. Call them something else. Don't change the name of the food because that was a, like because being overweight's a, a new problem that you know, but gorditas have been around for thousands of years. So, turns out, thanks to Rodrigo, that actual sentiment didn't come from someone who's Latinx. It came from someone in Mexico who, they're, who just like that's he's he's like this is what they're gonna do next type of thing. Like fear, this, like their whole like projecting their fear into the future. Like they're gonna start canceling gorditas and all like changing the names and changing our history and all this stuff. And that's that's what he was afraid of. Mm. So of course the media is gonna twist it. <laughs> like Latinx people it's like no that's not what happened <laughs> right right okay that makes a little more sense I just remember <sighs> I, I mean I understand that maybe it comes from a place of good faith and it's like okay do you understand the culture do you understand that we don't care um that came out wrong uh how do I put it um it doesn't bother us. It doesn't bother us. Like, um, we know the difference between the food and using it as an insult. And even sometimes it's not an insult. Like, sometimes it's just like a grandparent being teasing their right. kid or... That's, that's just your name sometimes. Like, that's just <laughs> that's just how you get to be known. I mean, it, to tie back into the Christella um, stand-up, uh, she has a little thing about how it's better to be known... How you better have a good nickname for something. Like, let's say your name is Jessica. It's like... You better be Jessica with the good hair because otherwise they call it Jessica with the bad teeth or Jessica with the smell. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so, you know, like, the, we don't, like, because the Gorditas, those names are never going to change. They're, I don't care who, like, there's no way that's ever going to change 
Um, and then like Latinx people, like they're not trying to change the culture. What they're all they're trying to do, like the only thing they're changing is the name of is themselves. That's it. <laughs> they're they're not changing our name. They're not changing your name. It's just like we are. Like they're just saying like we are Latino, but we consider ourselves non-binary, and that's all they're saying with oh, that. Oh, oh, that's what it was. I thought it was just like a. Um, I thought it was something different. I thought it was a. Like, cause you know how it is, like Latino, Latina. I thought it was just a um, just a, that way. It's non-gender, which I guess is kind of the sense. But I thought it was meant like um, how do I put it? Like instead of saying Latino, Latina for in general, like it's just that an X. Um, and my I have this on my Twitter now. And I might take it down. Um, it's just like, you know how they have he, him, or they, them, or um, she, he? I mean, she, her? Yeah, right, That the pronouns. Right, so um, right now I have it as he, him, usted. <laughs> I like that, actually. That's a good one. And, so, um, yeah, it, it, that's the, like, the, like hey, you better speak Spanish here. We're going to kick you out. Because like um I know that in the English language the they them is currently the what's used for non-binary but in other cultures there are other words for it um and for me personally and so I'm told otherwise I will refer to individuals as usted or do if they are non-binary. Yeah um and then it's also kind of like a decolonial thing too because there's also Latin or let not let not it's different from Latina it ends with the e instead of an a Latina? so Latina. No, Latine. Latine. So, yeah. So that's supposed to be like the group version um, where you don't want to say Latino, but they wanted to go a decolonial route, which I I mean, it just shows that you're Americanized when you put the X in there. But it's that's what they were trying to go for um, when they said that. Uh, But it's it's funny too because like I'm I could I could be non-binary whatever I don't really know that like. you know, I could put he, him, people all of a sudden, like, you're a, f-, you know, people would be like, you're a, f-. what, can I just, you know, you know, let's say the F word, I mean, you're the, the, the you're a effing yeah. woke person, I'm just like. Right, and like, all I'm doing is like, just because there's people out there who already follow those rules, all I'm doing is having integrity, so other people know how to approach me. That's, that'd be the only reason, you know, if I put those in my profile, that's the only reason I'm doing that. It's not because I'm woke or whatever. It's I'm following the, the the social rules of everybody else. I'm not, you know, like it, it's it's like I I don't know what like it's like if I do if I do if I do it, you know, one group's gonna like me. If I don't, another group's gonna hate me. So it doesn't it, it, either way. I'm it just depends who I want to hang out with. And you know, some people are like, well, you need to follow our rules, but as soon as you have rules, like we're not gonna follow. Like and those people are just insufferable. And I don't like them anyway. So. I wouldn't even care what they thought. Right, and for me, um, for the record, the difference between usted and do is that usted is more formality. Um, I'm not demanding you give me formality. I just picked usted because I don't like when people address me as do when they first meet me. I'm just like, okay, um, we just met each other. We were just ourselves as usted. Thank you very much. Right, yeah, we can we can be formal first and then uh, start swearing and cussing later. Yeah, then I refer to you as do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's how we started. <laughs> we were very formal with each other, and now look at us. We can't we can't stop uh, swearing and cursing. Bringing in, yeah, we can't cur- stop cursing and bringing in poop jokes. 
rebound and poop jokes? When did we do that? <laughs> uh, I said something about pooping in a bucket. I forget oh, why. Right, right, right. Um, for art. Uh, let's see. Um, Steve yeah. Gonzalez. <laughs> he is awesome. Sauce. Uh, he was my one of my dad's favorite characters, and it never clicked. It's like, oh, he is Mexican. He is enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Do you, okay, so I'm curious because obviously he's been he's been famous in Mexico too for a while. As soon as he came out, where do you think? Do you think he invented the grito, or the, the grito, or do you think that he adopted, like the character adopted the grito when when he speaks? I believe it's a good case of art imitates life. Um, I would have to lick it up, but I believe that was done long before Speedy Gonzalez. Can you do a grito? Not with my voice right now. <laughs> oh, all right, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. My my throat's kind of sore. I don't know how well I'll do. I don't think my microphone picked that up. It sounded like it didn't. Um, and with my throat right now, I cannot do one at all. I'm sorry. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me let me try again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try a little quieter. Hold on. Maybe uh maybe I move this out of the way. Hold on. Hold on. Can you hear that? Say it now. Um, or do like the it's not picking up. Yeah, it doesn't pick it. Like I'm, I'm doing like the, I'm doing like rolling my R's, but it doesn't pick it up. And then I, like I did it really loud with, and I looked, I was looking, and didn't pick any up any of it. Oh, Dude, I'll do, I'll, I'll do it on TikTok or something later. Okay, well, we'll post it on the Twitter. Um, let's see, let's see the list, the list, the list, the list, the list, the list, the list. Okay. Supposed to, supposed to, so I thought you were going to pick it up. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick up the rest after me. You, you <laughs> left me hanging. I, I'm sorry. Uh, the list, the list, the list. All right, it's, it's lost now. We'll just get on with it. Oh, okay. I guess we're going to have to let it go. Anyways. The list, the list, the list. The list, the list, the list. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> change the song completely. Alright. Who wants to let's say? Um so right now it's our favorite um and you kinda already ran into this a little bit. Gosh darn it, why do I keep keep on closing this here thing? Um our favorite media. So uh, earlier I mentioned that I really liked Ugly Betty. Um uh how do I put it? It I thought it was a good balance of representing Mexicans but showing that we do other things too. Right, yeah, like kind of normalizing it in a way instead of just being the stereotype right, of like tacos and burritos. Like they like we love that stuff too, but there's more to us than that. Right, like um I I enjoy Asian food a lot. <laughs> How dare you betray the race that way? You've you've led the collectively the entire Mexican nation and people down. How dare you? You, you. I bet you like rice too, don't you? <laughs> Mexicans eat rice. <laughs> see, see, he's already, he's already destroying the culture. He's trying we to have, save. But... We have our own rice. It's orange. It's tasty. I know. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm being flippant for, for dramatic effect. Why um, would I want to eat an egg roll, which I do love, by the way, when I can have a burrito? Huh? Huh? That's true. I, the first time I went to a restaurant and I had a chimichanga, I thought it was just a big egg roll. 
I was, I, I even told, like, my girlfriend at the time was white. And I, to, I, I looked at her, I'm like, this looks like an egg roll. And then, like, her her aunt or whoever is, like, looked at me, is like, when you can make one, you can judge it. Like, you don't know who you're talking to. Lady. And that's how I feel about a lot of um, Mexican food. I've been making these my whole life. Um, so, last year, I went to visit a friend and, um, actually, I went to go visit Ben. Uh, there was a thing called Taco Fest, and I was, like, very... Ben. They had that here too. What? They had that here too. That was yeah. That was last weekend. I missed it, but it was here. I it just like it's, it's starting to prop up everywhere. Um, well, I have tacos. Like I could literally walk to a taco stand from my house right now. So ha. Huh. But I was just like I could I could walk to the fridge and get a tortilla right now. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go outside. I have it right in my house. I win. Touche, touche. Um. Actually, uh, I actually had tacos this morning too. Um, flour tortilla, papas con huevo. Same. Well, I put some. I put some polo in it too. Polo y huevo. Polo y huevo. Let's see. Pollo. Oh God, I want um, caldo de pollo now. Um, oh, have you ever have you ever had mm. calabaza de pollo? Well, probably it's probably been a while though because ever since my dad got remarried to a white lady right. it's been like they're no longer married but still like i got way too disconnected like all i remember is spaghetti and hot dogs and goulash and remembering how much i t- got tired of that crap wait did you ever have fideo oh yeah definitely i love fideo oh thank god you had fideo as fideo well yeah i didn't miss out on everything <laughs> there's still stuff is have i probably had everything and it's been a while I've had fideo, monudo, um, pozole, and I'd li- like I love I love bringing new people in to have monudo because like what's in it? I'm like oh you know, beef. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Have I ever sent you pictures of my cousin's fideo from the Saturday breakfast? Um, no, maybe. I, I think I don't know. Maybe I don't have sent you some of their breakfast items, and I'm just like I wonder what he'd say about this. Yeah, yeah. My aunt makes it, even though like she well I, she's. I would say she's the only non-white person in her household, but she has kids there too, so she's not. It's through her, through her kids, um, but she's the one cooking most of the time. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's a there are different counterparts, but one of my favorite things to eat is mariscos de sopa. Um, it's a seafood. Oh uh, yeah. I don't think I've had that though. Um, it's weird though, because whenever I have a day, it's like I, like it's it's like as a it's weird because only only as a, it's usually only as a, as a side. To everything else, and I eat it by itself, and like this, and I'm looking at this like this has to go with something else. There's no way this is just by itself. Oh no no, I'm like um, it can be a side, but it can also be the main meal, and I love it. And um, it's like one of my favorite things to look forward to during lunch. It's like ooh, I have to go eat mariscos de sopa because I am not allowed to eat meat today. <laughs> Only carbs for some reason. Only car. It's seafood. The oh, fideo. Uh, uh, what's it called again? I believe the actual historical reason is that the seafood industry was struggling or the fishermen or whatever were struggling at the times so of the Vatican made it a rule. It's like, okay, on Fridays you only have to, you cannot eat meat. You have to eat seafood. Oh, oh, Jane. Well, that's one thing. I, I, it sounds right because it's, it, well, I haven't, my family hasn't been Catholic. Like the branch of that I'm from has not been Catholic for a couple of generations. Um, and then I just left the faith altogether. Hold on a second. Let me get a drink. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so 
I've, the, yeah, the faith. That's what we're talking about. So that does sound familiar, though. Despite my, you know, my removal from it, that does sound some sound familiar, and does sound like something they would have done. Um, but yeah, that makes sense because it's kind of like its own country in a way. Because the and the Pope as the leader, right. um, and he kind of makes the rules, like how you got to go forward, and like and it's like it's it's kind of it's oh it's. Like a very, it's a very large organization. So yeah, it kind of, it kind of is like its own country in a way, without having to worry about economy. Right. Um, but I guess at that point they did. Right. So so about that, my It's amazing to eat. You should try it one day. Unless you're allergic to fish and shrimp, um, then do not eat it. Um, enjoy your meat. Oh no no no! I don't know. I'm I'm good with that. I have that all the time. <laughs> I actually would per- eat a lot more shrimp. Um, than I do, but I don't, but I do like it. It's just that when I go to the grocery store, uh, they have so many different kinds and I don't feel like peeling it myself and I'm only looking for the peeled kind. Right. And it's, those are just harder to find. Uh, now let's see. Um, let's see. More food topics, more Mexican, Mexican food. Uh, but what I do, I have a lot of tuna in my tacos though. I do, I do put a lot of tuna fish in my tacos. I had no idea that was a thing until I was like a teenager. I was like, well, wait, people actually do eat tuna fish tacos? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because we like Americanize the shit out of the, the food sometimes. Actually, we're Mexicanizing American food is what we're doing. Like when, like when we're when we're hungry and all we have is like tortillas and like like lunch meat but no bread. So like we'll just put the lunch meat on the tortilla instead and put like a slap of cheese on there. So <laughs> <laughs> the only American thing about it is the meat, but everything is Mexican. I asked my aunt about it one day, and she said, "You know what? The actual Mexican thing is just to work with what you've got." And that's right. Even Mexican food. <laughs> really, that's that's true. Like, you know, like if you're hungry and that's all you got, you eat it. Like you cook it and you work it out and you eat it. That's right. Yep. And I like. And there's like these other different like things that like white people do and they call what they call it. They call it shit on a shingle. Um, when basically what they do is they take toast and then spread like tuna and I th- like tuna on it with mayonnaise. That's what they call it. I actually like that. Um, yeah, I think I think that's what they I think that's what they spread on it. I know it's toast, but I don't know. It could be even be ham because I've seen it done that way too, and it's all right. I wouldn't eat it all the time. But it's you know if you're hungry that's that's all you got. It that it's it's a little more, in a sense it can be fancy. It's a cheap meal, but you can make it fancy. Yeah, just put caviar on it and then you're good. Caviar, uh, caviar so so down. fancy. I forget the difference between caviar and the other one. I know one is the, like the like crushed snails, and the other one's just the fish eggs. Oh gosh, neither of those sound appealing to me. They're they're not appealing. They're they're not. Dude, I don't think I ever want to try it ever. Ever it doesn't sound really good at all. Oh, that reminds me. Do you know what they put on and on their pizza in Mexico? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should I say? Should I say it? You, say it. All right. So they so again when you got it and you have to eat it, that's what you got. So what they put on their pizza in Mexico is uh, it's not what you get from Taco Bell with like the sausages and cheese. Um, it's not that's not a Mexican pizza. A real Mexican pizza has cockroaches on there. Dead ones. I think I'd rather die. 
So, see that at Taco Bell. Watch how quickly the Mexican pizza becomes uh, infamously unpopular. I I wasn't I wasn't where a culture did that, but I was like, wait, that's us. Right. <laughs> I'm gagging right now. I'm just like, oh no, I can never have pizza in Mexico ever. I show I showed a picture of it to somebody, and they thought it was pulled pork, and they zoomed in on it, and they're like, oh no, oh god, <laughs> like yep, they're flat. They flatten the bugs and put it on the pizza and cook it. Oh god. Yeah, that's bad. You know, that's what they should sell Taco Bell instead. Well, they canceled the Mexican pizza, bring it back, and they bring that back instead. And they started shipping that from Mexico to Taco Bell. Here's a real authentic food for you. I think the only time I ever had a Taco Bell was just for a Digimon toy or for a Car Captain Sakura toy, but I was like, mmm, this food is awful. I, I always get irritated when people are like, I just had Taco Bell, my stomach's rumbling, and I'm like, you didn't even eat real Mexican food, and you're still suffering. <laughs> Some of my, food is very questionable. It's loaded with, with like, melted cheddar cheese. That's a lot, like, not all of them, but, like, the ones that I like, that's what they do. But it's it's good. For, like I'll say, like it tastes good and it's good, but it's not Mexican food. It's not like um, I do like their nachos, but they're not Mexican nachos. They're tasty though. Yeah, and like their hot sauces are not hot. I don't care how high you go up on their 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 rankings or whatever, and for their hot sauces, they're not that great. They're not that hot. Um, like I like they asked me for my sauce. Like no, I'll just use the real hot sauce I have at home. I have like tapatio, and I just got a big bottle of ch- Cholula, like it was, uh, like a specialty one. Um, I like the bottle, but I mainly just got it for the bottle because it looked like a glass tequila bottle. What's it called? But uh, it was like small. When I visited my friend last year, he took me to like the one Mexican store in his city, and I was like, "Oh, oh my god, this is it, almost as." It's very small, but I kind of knew what I was looking for. Excuse me. Um. I was like, okay, I know this store. Um, and I showed him, like, the stuff my family gets and, like, what to go for and what's... Um, I bought him this chile stuff, this chile powder. He doesn't understand that you're supposed to put it on your fruit and he's using it for salad. So uh-huh. like, why? Wow. <laughs> You've, you're using it all wrong, man. You're not using it right! <laughs> well, that's, like... Well, even, like, the candy. Like, I haven't had a lot of the candy, but the candy that I did have from Mexico was so good. It has, like, the chili powder on it. And, it like, after, and once you get past that, it's, like, really sweet. I love it. Um, what's it called again? I'm very it, picky about Mexican candy because uh, I remember I really liked the limon powder. Oh, yeah, that's my stuff. And recently I found out it has lead in there, so I'm just like, oh. Oh that's the God. old version. They, they, that's the old version that they discontinued. They brought it back without the lead in there. It doesn't taste as good, though. Because it doesn't have lead. And that's what tasted good was the lead. <laughs> <laughs> the makes the rice stronger. The weak die, the strong live, okay? <laughs> right, right. Um, it's also really not good for your teeth at all, so I just try to eat it in my own yeah, my, teeth, my teeth are great. My teeth are great. Nobody else at home can see it, but you can see my picture right now. Look at my teeth. Those are beautiful. I had, I had lemons all the time. Oh, I can't. Oh, my teeth. Um, a kid's pressure teeth twice a day. I did not take care of my teeth, and I can no longer enjoy biting into lemons. Yeah, now he's turned into a giant turnip, and I don't know how he rolls around and survives in his daily life. With... So, um, brush your teeth. 
Or it'll turn into a giant turnip without arms or legs. I know. Um, uh, only a few people would get right have a turnip on there, by the way. Yeah, I'm not sure why you... Whatever. Anyways, <laughs> um, so I wanted to go to Mexican creators for a second because um, we are just now breaking into like the digital space in like a bigger way mm-hmm. that I see. Um, I know like one of the first ones I knew of was this guy called Mexican Andy, and uh, he's in SoCal. Uh, he did a live stream one time where he went to Mexico and. All the viewers were super paranoid because most of his viewers are from the United States. They were super paranoid. Like, hey, you're spending money. Someone's following you. I can see them. I saw them earlier an hour ago. They're going to kidnap you and take all your money or whatever. And nothing happened. He was fine. Kept spending money at the grocery stores. And it's funny because when he went to the stores in Mexico, they looked exactly like the Mexican stores that are here in the United States. Yeah, I was like, I love it because... I, I, I don't, it's, it's very like, if, like a home-like feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so, that's how it felt when I went to, when I went to the Mexican store, my French home, it's like, oh, I feel at home. They even have piñatas hanging from the wall. Exactly, exactly. Like, when you, like, when you go in, in, in Mexican store, and you see those piñatas on the, like, hanging, like, you know, like, you're, you are in, in a, like it's real you know what i mean it's not like it's not the taco bell version of a of mexican food it's like you're about to get the real stuff here mm-hmm. they're gonna when you they're gonna you're gonna buy you're gonna get you're gonna go in there and buy like some beef or whatever and they're gonna give you like a huge bag of it because <laughs> they know you're making that for like 30 people <laughs> Just, just you and the immediate family. That's they know that's what that's for. So you're gonna get. So every time it's gonna be a big old bag of it. Right. Uh, what's it called? Um, I kind of want to do. Masa? Oh, you go first. I'm sorry. I was gonna say this or masa, whatever it is. I can't remember the name of the um, the the meat in Spanish they put in the. It's, I know it's tripe in English, but I know I don't know what it is in Spanish. Masa, I, I was thinking of tripe when you said that right now, but that's intestines. Um, tripe, yeah. Oh, um, tripas, never mind. Yeah, but it's the, it's the cow stomach they put in menudo anyway. Yeah. I like it in menudo form, not in a taco form. It has a weird texture in taco form. It's hard, well, it's the, it'd be hard to have as a taco too because it's all chewy. It's not very, it doesn't really like to... It doesn't like to break up in your mouth when you chew it. Yeah, that's one of the issues. And like, I remember I ordered it by accident. I was like, "Oh, might as well eat it." Right. Yeah. That's easier to have when it's menudo. So I like, and I love menudo, dude. Like when I, like, and it's been way too long. It's been years. Like since I have menudo, and like even when we do tamale day every year, like we just don't have menudo. And I'm like, so give me the menudo. Give me the. So that's why when I'm dating, I only date. Mexican girls now, because I know what I want to eat when I get married. I don't want to have anything else. I don't want to. I don't want old hot dogs for dinner. Like screw that. That's uh, <laughs> just funny because my kids go do that too. <laughs> what boil hot dogs? Yeah, it's just like uh. Well, that's how you make a hot dog. You boil it. But I'm like, I and I don't want like I can have it all the, you know, every once in a while. But I don't want just that. You know. Right. You want to like, live. You don't want to keep reducing your life by thirty minutes. Right, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want to become Betty White, Betty Brown. That's a call it again. Um 
Oh, I will date oh all the races just to uh, piss off a select group. Uh, is it is it the uh, the ones with the white hoods? Yes, I and would the, date and all the races just to upset them. The 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 red armbands will be very upset as well. Uh, of course, um, so they're gonna they're probably gonna be especially upset. I would not be restricted to just my um. Technically, we're not a race. Um, we're a heritage. Because I remember one time I was yeah. out of something or there. It's like, what's your race? And it's like I don't see Mexican on here. And it's like oh. yeah. Well, it's it's we're Hispanic heritage, which yeah. is just the way the United States classifies us, which I still don't agree with. Because it, like when you go to fill out a form, like a census or like a job application, even just because they want to know who's working where for some reason yeah. when it comes to your race, um, it's they're like, are you? Hispanic or Latino? Because if you're that, you're only that, and nothing else. You're not white. You're not black. You're not. You're not Native American. You're not what Asian. You're only if you're Hispanic or Latino. You're only that. Based on the <laughs> you can't uh, based on the marketplace application, they ask you, <coughs> and this is an optional question. Um, they ask you your race first, and then your heritage, and it's like, oh, okay, this is interesting. Right, and then they also separate ethnicity from race, which is like, what's the difference, dude? It's the, what's the matter? What's the difference between ethnicity and race? I think it's done for um, it's done for Latino. I mean, uh, Afro Latinos, because they do exist. Yeah, they but and the U like when the United States government asks you, they separate the two, and then if you are picking on the race side, it's like you're white, black, blah blah blah. And then in the parentheses next to it says not in Hispanic or Latino and next to every single one of them. And then once you get down to Hispanic or Latino, that's separated into ethnicity away from everything else. I know. It's upsetting and tedious. And uh, let's see, let's see. Um, you w Back to uh, content creators that are la Latino. or So Mexican Andy was one of the first Latino, like, big ones that I found. And I, I liked watching his stuff because... He like that that time he went to Mexico and he walked back and everything was fine. Like that just shows and a lot of people saw that. I know that. That just shows like despite what the media shows you, it's the it's like it, it, it's like if the media only like if you only saw what happened, the bad stuff that happened in the United States, you'd think that's a, play, a terrible place to be. It's a war zone. I don't want to go there. People are getting shot up left and right. I Mass shootings all the terrible um the, the mass shootings that. mainly. <laughs> Let me phrase that. It's, um, a lot of work needs to be done with our country. Yeah. Um, and, well, they, a lot of some people who don't even consider us Americans. Right. Or people. don't even consider us people either. Um, but that's a different subject. Right. Um, uh, we're not qualified to talk. Well, I say we are. I think we are at this point. <laughs> but um, um, that's not the main focus of this podcast. Yeah. Um, or this so, or this topic, uh, but yeah, the Mexican creators. That's why I like watch Mexican Andy because it kind of gave you like again the other side of the story. Like you can go around, spend money, be fine, come back, and that's how it. That's and then I met Javier, and Javier is the one behind the Dream of Darkness video game that's going to be based in Aztec uh, horror that's coming out in the next uh, soon, either this year or next year, and 
he lives in Mexico City, and I've done z- video calls with him on Zoom and Discord, and like you, I can see his background and how like how much stuff he has, and I mean not just say like materialism is a sign of you know being a healthy financially or whatever, but it, it he's definitely not struggling with finances if he's got that right. and able to make a startup while working another job while living in Mexico City, which is the most expensive place to live in Mexico right now. So he's, you know, he's doing well for himself to be able to do all this. And not only that, he was part of that fat loss challenge and he won because he lost the most body fat. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, those are some people that I know of. Obviously, there's Nicole Lulz, who's way more famous um, as a Twitch streamer. She got famous for the wearing a Bernie Sanders shirt and dancing on TikTok saying, OK, Boomer, or singing it rather. So that's how she got famous, and she's been doing Twitch stuff ever since. Um, I think she just goes on there and cooks, <laughs> like, in the middle of the night. That's the only time I really see... I'm not really on Twitch, but that's the only time I really... When I do go on there, that's the only time I see that happening. Or when I'm on Twitter, she posts something. Um, but I, I appreciate, like, you know, the, it shows different sides of, you know, who we are. And I, I think... So, I, you know, it's kind of normalizing us in a way, but also, like, I hate to say, like, if it's, say, if it's, like, a brand, because it's not the right way to think about it, because, like, there's, like, the core audience would be, like, on the Azteca stuff, and then there's, like, the, the general people who, like, people like Nicola. So that's the wrong way to think about it, but still, like, that's a perspective to look at. Um, because there's going to be another audience that comes up that's going to make even louder noise I don't know where that's going to come from. Hopefully it comes from what I'm doing here and everybody getting fit. That would be awesome. But it's going to be even louder. I know it's coming because there's all these projects that are Aztec-based. There's all these creators popping up. It's, it's, it's what's coming. I, like, I don't, like I said, I don't know who's going to be the loudest, but it's coming. Right. And um, before we wrap things up, I do want to do... I want to give a shout out to one of my favorite artists that I discovered around this time. No, no, um, close to a year ago, uh, Laura Perez. Um, her artwork is heavily featured in the Hulu series Only Murders in the Building. And um, I just remember thinking, I know that art from somewhere. And uh, it took me a little bit of Googling. And it's like, I found your Instagram. I know who you are now. And um She's an awesome artist. Uh, my throat hurts too much to say what she's done. Um, and uh, another thing, uh, any last few things before I throw out my final thing? There's so many more Mexican creators I can mention. Um, I'm not, I'm going to try to name as many as I can, as quickly as I can. I won't be able to mention all, uh, everything they do, but they're out there. So Mexican Andy, Nicolau, Javier, Rion. Uh, please cut out the spaces of me thinking because <laughs> uh, um, I drew a blank I know there's more uh, Jorge Gutierrez, the director Cristela has her Netflix special and her Cristela series based on herself George Lopez, oh obviously God, yes. Danny Trejo Cheech Baron the, the OG's uh, I shouldn't say OG. The what what we call what we call them? The legends. Um, Gabriel Iglesias, abuelos. I like that. Yeah, the abuelos. Tios and abuelos. 
There are Teos and Abuelos. Um, and there's Carlos Mencia, Gabriel Iglesias, and Robert Rodriguez, the director who made so many amazing, true to form Mexican movies, all the way up until Spy Kids One. And then he took a high. Spy Kids One. <laughs> the loose, they were less loosely placed on the having anything to do with Mexicans, though. He did <laughs> was... that movie where that girl had a gun for a leg. I don't know. I still haven't seen it, but I just know that she had a gun for a leg. Yeah, that's well. That was again. That was less to do with Mexicans. Once we got back around to Machete, though, that's when it kind of took came back. That's that was like his return arc. He's like, yeah, I went and did some stuff for a little bit. Uh, came back, did this one couple Machete movies, and that's it. Well, he's actually I take that back. He's uh he's on another project. I forget what it was, but it, I don't. Uh, what is it? I'm gonna look this up real quick. Robert Rodriguez. Let's see work on. Was it the Green Ghost movie or was it something else? Oh, he also did Lita Bad Angel, but that's more Japanese than. Right. Um, Mexicans do love anime, by the way. That's right. Actually, we do anime better in Mexico than in the United oh, States because there's no there's abs- there's no censorship. Absolutely none. You see blood? Look at Goku's blood. He's bleeding. Right, exactly. In the United States, like, oh, don't look, no. They even changed the characters too, just to make them more, uh, fit, just to make them fit in more with Americans. Um, uh, specifically, white Americans, but that's again another story, another time, another place. Um, I don't know what Robert Arias is working on currently. I know he, was, I saw his name attached to something a while ago. It looked like an, it was a new movie. It looked really good. Um, I don't even know if it's out yet, but it's good. Whatever he works on, like, it's always great. Like, he's done Sin City. That wasn't, that's definitely not Mexican stuff. Um, but it's always good stuff that he's worked on. It is kind of, it does, um, it does have Alexis Bledo, who I found out is half Mexican. I was like, huh? What? The girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica Alba. <laughs> I'm sure that's a stage name, but still, like, her last name. Um, Very Mexican. Cameron Diaz, who's like the, it like it took oh. me a while to realize that her last name is Diaz, and I was like, oh, oh hey. I almost wrote, I almost typed in Jessica Diaz in Google, um, but yeah, Cameron Diaz. Um, amazingly, she's 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 like one of the rare light skinned Mexicans, if she is Mexican. What do you mean rare? I'm light skinned. <laughs> you are not light skinned. I've seen you. You you're like the brown the brown was made from. <laughs> um. It's kind of funny because like there are people a lot darker than I am in my city, and I'm frequently mistaken for Caucasian. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just how you. That's just how you look. Yeah, <laughs> just your face because your skin is definitely brown. Meanwhile, Cameron Diaz has like rosy red cheeks, blonde hair, and blue eyes. Yeah, I'm just like I just remember it took me a while to realize. Oh, Diaz, she is a. Uh... Hey, what do you know? <laughs> and the first movie she was in was in. Uh, the Mask with Jim Carrey. Right. And she went to high school Snoop Dogg, so that's... Yeah, that was interesting to tidbit about her. I, I don't, Why are we talking about her? Is she even, is she even Mexican? Do we know that? Because I know when I look her up, it only tells us she's American. And that's why I hate Google so much. Because I can't tell. Let me get you her background in a bit. Cameron Diaz. 
subtopic. Um, I didn't know about her this. She she might be a halfie because I'm looking at her father right now. It was Emilio Diaz. There you go. She's a half and half. Um, I didn't know. Well, I kind of was aware of this, but a lot of a lot of actors would did change their last names just to the just like what you mentioned earlier that it's like they're not looking for Hispanic or Latino actors. It's like what? Yeah, yeah. And then some people who change that only get cast as like a certain Mexican character, like a gangbanger or an immigrant. Right. And I remember like when I was a teenager and I watched way too much VH1. Um, there was a, I don't know if he's still active. But like, like, go ahead, go ahead. But I remember they could not pronounce Julio Estevez's name right. And it said they'd say Julio Estevez. And it's like, it's Estevez, you idiots. Right. Like, like, that's exactly like. Emilio Estevez, the actor, his brother is Charlie Sheen, and their father, like their their real name, Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen, their real last name is Estevez. Estevez. But they're, but yeah, yeah, but they're, but they're from Spain. They're, I mean, it, but still, like because Americans can't pronounce it, and they got stereotyped because of their last name, because that's just the way Americans think. Again, going back to only what projecting only what you know when you see something. Still, that's that's what I mean, like. They, they probably would not have made it if they didn't change their name to Sheen, their last name to Sheen, because uh, Martin Sheen had a pretty okay career. Charlie Sheen had a pretty good career. Emilio Estevez, not so much. Right, you don't hear his name too often anymore. And even like, even though I don't know if he's done anything recently, but even Charlie Sheen is just like you know his name. Exactly, exactly. Like Emilio, I remember him from uh, the Mighty Ducks, those movies. Yeah. And those are, I really like those movies too. What was I going to say? Um, other, other people out there. America Ferreira, I just remember. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The girl, who's, the, the one who's playing her, I forget her name, but her, I don't even know if this is a real name or like a a stage name, uh, but her first name is an Aztec, like Nahua name. Really? Yeah. Um, the, girl who's, the girl who plays America Chavez. Oh, that girl, um, Jimena, I believe. Jimena Gomez? Or is it Zochimiko Gomez? And let me uh, go yeah, that one. Yeah, Zochimiko. I don't know why I was thinking Jimena. Multiverse of Madness. Oh, Zochimiko Gomez. Yep. Yeah. So, I... that's one thing, too, is because... Nahua is not. I mean, that's like our that's like our mother language. What we're supposed to. That's like the the language of the land. Has been here forever. But when you when you see like the T and the L at the end of a Nahua word, you don't say the L. The L is a silent. So like it's a, it's it's more like a like a like a snake sound. They go when they make that. That's what you're supposed to do. From what I understand. Okay. Um, that's gonna take some practicing. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I do know I'm, that the nickname for that name and a bunch of other names is just Zoe with an XO. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that. That's on the maybe list if ever I have a daughter. <laughs> I spell with an X. <laughs> just to confuse the teachers, like, why? It's like, because my daughter is special and the whole world will know her name one day. My That's thing why. is that um, we say X, but like in Spanish, I love saying Equis. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's one that's one problem like with Latinx too like that 
naming structure is because you can't say it the right like you can't say it in spanish you can only say it the american way right and like to me um i love saying because i know the anime is called hunter hunter but i love saying unta equis unta it's like oh it's not what's funny saying equis yeah oh that's that's like if you go to watch bleached not bleached um bleached the anime um so that anime like has a lot of influence from mexico oh, itself and yeah like they have a guy that's half mexican half japanese like whoa whoa whoa, whoa yep whoa. he yep and before he gets to like that part in the series like they say he grew up in mexico and then he you know he went to japan or whatever i forgot exactly his backstory but i know that's how he got over um and he like he has like a necklace that has the the, the eagle and snake and cactus on his on his necklace uh so that like and then even the character like other characters like they're more subtle with it like um i know one of the characters has a sword that's a lot like the maquiadro which is the sword that the aztecs used that uh was like a big like long type of club i mean i forget the character's name in the anime but it's very similar where it has like a lot of edges on the end and then you hit someone with it, and he, he drags it across them. And it's so like, it doesn't kill you, but it, wear, it takes all the fight out of you. <laughs> and right. that's the exact same fighting style uh, strategy that Aztecs used. It wasn't about killing your opponent. It was about wearing them out to bring them back later. Darn it, We're everywhere, I, man. Now I'm on a Predator versus by, uh, Aztecs. <laughs> like, also, all right, I got another word for that, too. So, <laughs> so the, there's the Aztec comic book maker. Uh, he does the Aztec Empire comic book series, and uh, he pitched a story to DC Comics, I believe, for that exact same thing, the Predator versus the Aztecs. And then on Twitter, he retweeted another, that the Aztec Empire comic books re, um, retweeted another creator who also pitched a similar one, where instead of them, the Predator and Aztecs fighting, Predator actually, uh, he he finds like he finds the Aztec Empire. He's like, they he kind of empathizes with them because they're you know the whole like trophies and all this stuff and the sacrifices. So he empathizes with them. He actually integrates up a little bit, and then the Spanish come and he helps them fight off the Spanish and wins. So, That's yeah, cool. I thought the, I thought that was cool. I like the, neither one of those things took off because again the Americans are like Hispanic stuff doesn't sell and it's not that it doesn't sell it's because they kill it off when it starts doing well. Right, and um, I'm actually gonna they bring up, they don't want it to do well is the thing. I'm actually gonna bring up one of my favorite comics from when I was a teenager. It's out of print and good luck to anyone who can find it. Um, it's called Cyber Six, made by Carlos Trio and Carlos Meglia, and it was like this interesting story about um this experiment um she looks human she functions human blah 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 blah. she is part of the cyber series um she and her kind were essentially created by nazis that fled to south america after the war and it's just like it's this very interesting very adult story of her life and her existence and how she struggles with it with existence and like you said it was cancelled very young on a cliffhanger and she got her own cartoon they got on the radar of toy animation and um, they made a 13 episode cartoon and no season 2 wow that's 
See, that's what I mean. Like, if you're getting out that you're starting to get toys, like you started seeing success and they cancel you prematurely, it's 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 not because it's not doing well. It's because that you people cancel it prematurely, probably for other reasons, and then people only see that it was canceled. Like, oh yeah, it did, wasn't successful here, so it's not going to be successful when I'm doing it. And that's why they keep sticking to their own. These are just business people who don't have a creative bone in their body, probably. Um, and they only see the financial part of it. So so uh, that's probably where that's coming from, is because of the disconnect between the finances and the creation part of it. So that's why, again, representation is so important. And I think it needs to be more organic, probably, to be have any to have more success instead of trying to integrate into the existing fear of like just you know focusing on hollywood because now there's youtube there's all these we have spotify we have uh itunes there's all these other different platforms now and it's not restricted to only hollywood anymore hollywood still makes cool stuff now i'm not don't get me wrong but that's that structure has been around it's only it's it's only one it's, it's like uh how do i put it it's like it's 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 only one fear of like a greater thing where you know that's why i think the aztec forgotten gods video game hit so well with this target audience because it wasn't worried at all about trying to appeal to anyone else it was only like it's like this is for you for latinos this is for you aztecas for chicanos this is for you and only you nobody else matters because it doesn't they're they weren't going to care anyways if no matter how much we tried to appeal to them probably right they focused that just focused on one audience did everything they could for them and they i think they pulled it off well but if you read the reviews it's probably going to sound like a horrible piece of crap to you because they're not the target audience right and um before we officially officially wrap things up i do want to give a big thank you to a franchise that has been very mexican since revenge of the sith um star wars uh <laughs> Bail organa is a space mexican and then we got diego luna in um rogue one which i love that movie and uh there's a whole bunch of other latino actors in there but i just my throat hurts way too much to list them all <laughs> yeah um I was like I, that was one thing I liked about the Forgotten Gods video game too, because it was like a futuristic setting for the Aztec Empire. Um, but I always want to do stuff like that's very futuristic stuff like that too. Like, what would it be like? Like, there's like a taco stand in on the moon or something, or like on Venus, or you know what I mean? Like that would like like how would that go? Right? Like. You have like a floating taco stand in the middle of like a space highway or something, Actually, and cow like uh, Bebop kind of did some touched on this stuff a little bit, but like just a space highway, someone stopped by and like, yeah, I got tacos, and you're in like a space suit, and like here's your space taco. <laughs> what's it called? Uh, a, it's it's aimed for kids, but um, a cartoon that does space tacos pretty good is a uh, Three Below. It's like um. It's about aliens, shocker, um, living on Earth, and it's kind of a it's a spinoff to the uh, Troll Hunters cartoon, but it's like aliens living among us, more sci-fi genre. There's tacos still. Everybody loves tacos. I want a taco right now. <laughs> I, I'm I'm more a fan of burritos lately because I can um 
I, I don't over that way. I don't overfill the taco, but I always I always buy the I always get the uh, the big tortillas too, so I don't really have to worry about it. Uh, right That's why I sent you that picture. It looked like there wasn't a lot in there because it was just a big tortilla. Uh, right now, I just uh, I I really want it. I want more caldo, caldo. <laughs> no, good. <It's, laughs> first of all, is that going to help you on your fitness journey? Is that is that going to help you today? Uh oh, it's soup. So um, I know, but is it? Because I know there's more into it than just, than just the broth. It's for my throat. and um, <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot you're sick. It hurts right now, but it's like, okay, got to start resting it soon. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot you were sick. Cough, cough. You, you're just trying to get out of this, aren't you? You're just trying to get away from it. I see what's going on here. <laughs> Me? Huh. I, 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 this... I, I have no words, and let me look for a gif to properly represent how I feel right now. Pronounced it gif. I don't care if the creator says gif. It's, it stands for graphics interchange format. You say the G in the graphics like a G, not like a J. It's not graphics. It's graphics. Hith. I'm going to say hith, because you... We're going to Mexicanize it now. That's what we're doing. There we go. We're going to call it hith from now on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, my throat is almost gone. Um, any last thoughts before we end the episode? <laughs> That's it. That's it. I, I think I fully uh, emptied my chambers. That sounded disgusting. <laughs> uh, you, you. I was thinking like a gun, but you just made it way worse than I made it. <laughs> I, I have. I grew up with three older brothers. They ruined my. They made my mind toilet humor. There's my phone again. Okay. So you can follow us at Tangent EA Pod on Twitter. We do not have an Instagram. You can listen to us on Anchor. From there, we kind of just go off into all the other podcast areas. Somewhere probably there. Um, where can they find you, Mr. You can find me on... So you can find me on Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Mexican Trainer. Every single one. Um... Is there spaces? Whatever. Just look, just, just look that up. I'll, I'll be there. You can find me on the Twitter and the Instagram. I don't know why I put the in front of stuff, but I like to annoy the younger generation. At LucasGo underscore art 46. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> See you all next time. Oh, God, my throat hurts too much. <laughs>